Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to Canadians with Disabilities and Their Allies. My name is Brent Frain. I'm the host. And you can also check out uh, the show uh, on Spotify or your favorite app. The show is also known as PWD Allies Podcast. Today, I am my own guest, and I will be talking about uh, transportation. That's the theme of the show. It's disability stories, but today's theme is transportation. So I'm going to dive into uh, the regions of British Columbia, where I am. I'm in the capital region, which is the capital of British Columbia in Victoria. And uh, after British Columbia, I'll be kind of making my journey across the country, uh, you know, to Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, and Ontario. And uh, one of uh, my other panels that on the on the show here today is Dan. And Dan, I'll be uh, I'll be kind of picking away at you uh, about the transportation in Ontario uh, in your jurisdiction and see, uh, you know, what's going on there. Uh, then we'll be kind of looking toward the Maritimes uh, and the Atlantic provinces. I don't know too much what's going on out that way, but uh, anyone tuning into the, onto the show today on the live yeah, they, set, can, they can let us know, right? Yeah. Anyone on the live, um, uh, live uh, show uh, can send in your comments and let us know what's happening uh, in your jurisdiction across the country. If I don't, you know, get to each uh, jurisdiction, uh, definitely send in your comments. Let us know what's happening. So uh, therefore, I'm going to just jump right in here, uh, Neil and Dan and uh, anyone and, else. And, and we should say that we, we did invite a bigger panel. Yeah. But but Dan is the only one that's not hung over. And, he, he, and he, showed up for, he showed up for the show. It's always no, the I quit, I, I quit drinking, man. I quit drinking. I swear. <laughs> My fingers crossed. No, but yeah. great, great to be here with you today, and I'm looking forward to uh, listening to your stories and the stories from uh, the other areas, because uh, three things I'm very adamant about is uh, homelessness and housing, um, you know, some of the Toronto police situation here, and also the transit uh, with various lines going into effect. So, yeah, very, very much looking forward to it, and uh, yeah, looking forward to people's feedback. Throw those questions. Well, for people that don't... Try not for, to swear. for people that don't know too, Dan, um, you know... You used to like a big part of your uh, well, you still do, but I'm saying when you first started on uh, YouTube yourself on your channel, a big part of your content was actually just writing transit, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. And it's it still is, uh, mm -hmm. I know, but I think that's where you kind of did your meat and potatoes at the beginning was all the like riding the riding the rail, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I and, and I. I did that actually because I actually rode three different lines here in Toronto. So every day oh, to get wow. to work at the yeah to get to work at the time I was riding what's known here in Toronto as Line One, Line Two, and Line Three, the Scarborough SRT. 
The SRT has since been put out of commission, so there will be no more rides in the SRT. It's turned to buses for now. And the other line, too, is actually going through some changes itself. Uh, we have a fairly new uh, chairman of the TTC board, and so there's going to be some new cars and, and service changes uh, to accommodate people going east and west, not just the people going into downtown Toronto. So, yeah, great stuff. Yeah. Great. And, yeah, we'll definitely dive into that um Want to make our journey across uh, across the Canada, and I'd uh, love to hear um, a bit more in depth of what's what's happening with all that. So, anyone tuning in today, um, so we're going to focus in on the stormy British Columbia active uh, weather systems coming in here, and people it's need snowing the here right now. And oh, we need active transportation, reliable transportation to be dependable, reliable, and accessible. You're the uh, you're the weatherman, Brent. You should be giving a weather forecast right now. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, definitely. There's, uh, well, there's a um, there's an Arctic uh, um, uh, blast that's coming in uh, from the uh, you know they call it the polar uh, polar vortex. It's going to be coming across uh, down uh, across Canada later this week. Uh, a lot of regions and uh, they're bracing for about uh, late Wednesday night, Thursday, and it's going to come right across. And Thursday, Tuesday, Thursday here it says. It's going to be minus 14, which is which is yep. cold for BC. BC is, is always very... like kind of the, the mildest part of Canada. And well, southern BC, yeah. So, yeah, southern BC. So when it hits minus 14 here, that's cold. Right. That's considered that pretty is... cold here. <laughs> yeah, for what we're used to. And yeah, yeah especially when you got to take transit and then you got to wait uh, and catch a bus. And uh, then you get that wind chill blowing on top. Uh, wow, yeah. I mean, that, uh, you know, it's what it feels like, right? It makes it feel a lot colder. So when it, it's, it's going to hit British Columbia and then the mountain areas are going to get hammered with a lot of snow. And we need uh, we need a lot of snow in the mountains as the snow runoff for the spring and, and the summer, because we've had a very um, low count of uh, snow. At, you know, this would be the, the first snowfall hitting the mountains right now. And yeah. the prairies are going to get beaten really, uh, really harsh with that polar vortex coming down in Ontario it is actually bracing for uh, some winter conditions, too. Uh, definitely uh, a lot of snow accumulations in different regions. Other areas, maybe mixed rain snow uh, or back and forth. So as the system comes in. So with that being said, uh, you know, the theme is like transportation on how, when, how, how active weather and winter conditions affect people's commutes in uh, the capital regions here in British Columbia. Uh, we get a little bit of snow and everything comes to a grinding halt. <laughs> I mean, uh, I can say like last season, uh, last winter season, of uh, 2022 and 2023 uh, were pretty active. 2023 was actually worse than 2022. Uh, we actually beat Nanaimo uh, for a little bit there in snowfall. We had a major just dump of snow. It just came out just out of nowhere. Um, and transit, uh, as we know, I did a breaking with Brent segment and uh, slip sliding. I, I still love. I still love that one. Yeah, I have. Was- I have a. I have a story of. Uh, of transit in the I have lots of stories of transit transit in the snow actually but but one yeah. story that I that I love is I mean because I, I used to take transit a, a lot like a lot a lot a lot and mm-hmm. uh, and so I've had lots of uh, experience with uh, riding buses in the snow and there was one time it was a really bad snowfall this is one mm-hmm. back when I lived in Burnaby. And it was right around the Metrotown area for people that that know where Metrotown is. So it's uh, like Willingdon and Kingsway, and oh, yeah. so you have this have this like standard big bus going down Willingdon, which is a fairly steep, you know, steep hill, 
and mm-hmm. and just covered in snow and it's blowing snow and mm. and the only thing like the 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 driver would be hitting the brakes and the the bus would would still be moving so oh. it, and it was just like it oh. was just like a slalom like he was just treating it like slalom and he, when he had when he had to stop he was deliberately scrubbing off the the speed of the bus like like deliberately banging into the side of the road to to like scrub off the speed and i mean oh, he was uh, like I, I have to say that he was like an expert expert job driving because that's all you could do mm-hmm. that, like he was doing everything he could like there was really no no way to stop uh the bus other than, than to scrub off speed by deliberately like scrubbing it off from the side mm-hmm. and he, he did a like a, a masterful job it was like amazing to watch I was like wow this guy's like really good you could tell oh you know? yeah I, and not to be quite the um <laughs> quite the shocking uh experience for the commuters to uh well yeah because you you hit the, you hit the brake and you're still moving Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, and so the only way he could do it was mm. scrub off the speed by like you know going off off to the shoulder a little bit. Yeah. My gosh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they, well, you know, in, in Victoria, the we got the conventional buses here, and we got double decker buses in Victoria also. Uh, when they uh, when the roads get uh, really icy and slippery, uh, there's reduced service in certain areas, um, outlining areas outside of the city. Um, they there's definitely um, a lot of cancellations when we get snow and uh, really brutal weather like that because buses just can't make it up the hills and, and stuff uh, because yeah, Victoria still has some hills here and there, but uh, yeah. definitely it makes it for quite the commute. Uh, and I remember like say last season, uh, I think came to a grinding halt. They suspended all bus service uh, indefinitely until the conditions improve. I, I, you know, I just, I couldn't even just imagine in which I did then go through it when I did a breaking of Brent. I mean, I'm walking in the middle of the road. There's no traffic. And I was walking the middle of the road, no, nothing, no, no transit, no, no uh, transportation anywhere. Uh, and it was icy. Uh, mm-hmm. And then the salt trucks came by and they de-iced it. But then we had another snowfall came down. So it was us all fluffy snow. It was just great to, to um, go yeah. through until I hit the one snow bank. And then I just, poof, whoa. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I have didn't... another, I have another story of, oh. of, walking down to the butt and again this was also when i lived in burnaby so this was going back quite a quite a while but i i again i was walking down uh walking down willingdon a little bit to the bus stop mm-hmm. and lots of snow on the road and all of a sudden i see this uh i see this uh i i see this truck co- coming coming and there's just like there's just the wall like this title this title wall of, of like wet snow and like all this shit oh. like it's, you could just see oh, this and, no. I, and 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 I, and I I'm like not quite I'm not quite to the bus stop yet so so I'm oh, not no. behind I'm not behind the shelter and oh, so my. I just see this wall of like of like wet snow and shit like it's just like just went right over me like a tidal wave and I just got completely soaked. So, and I was on my way to work. So I had to, I had to turn around and uh, maybe it was, I don't know if it was, maybe it was, uh, I was university at the time. I forget, but then I had, I had to turn around, walk all the way home again and get changed and then go all the way back. But oh, on the, when I came back the second time, I was really careful to watch for 
yeah. if I saw this big tidal wave of like, tidal wave, yeah. snow coming. Uh, like it was one of those things that you just saw the tsunami of like wet shit coming. I was like, oh, oh would you like? <laughs> and you just slush? knew I was. I just knew I was going to get drenched. It's like, oh, like yeah, would shit. you like a slushy today? <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> yeah, it was. It, it was bad. It was bad. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, you talk about um, the, the, the transportation going from Victoria, and, and like I've dived into this story many times, and I'm still advocating for change. Uh, and then that's what it's about, is bringing the awareness of the inequalities with our transportation system across the regions, not just in on the Vancouver Island, um, which definitely needs better, way, way better transportation, uh, connecting communities to communities, not just... Uh, commuter service. Uh, it needs to be throughout the day, to and from every community, connecting every community together. Um, I know it can be done because uh, that's another area that I'll be talking about momentarily. Because uh, when I talk about my uh, my journey, when I do my breaking with Brent segment, uh, when I'm trying to get from Victoria over to Duncan, which is the Cowichan Valley, then over to Nanaimo, you have to take one bus and then you connect up in Duncan and go to Nanaimo. You can get there, you just can't get back. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's a problem there. So when I talk to each jurisdiction, they pass the buck back and forth. Not my problem, not your problem. Yeah. Well, you know what? Work together. Make the system better for people so they can get to and from. The magic word is take the word commuter out and change it to express. That mm -hmm. way now they're actually forced to actually provide the service to and from each community. Yeah. So, uh, you know, like the Nanaimo going out to Campbell River. They're going to be launching a service. I there's in the work. They're talking uh, with the other mayors um, uh, in which each, each community and kind of working a partnership with it. That's going to be awesome for people in the Nanaimo. Now going out to uh, Campbell River. Campbell River, unfortunately, right now is um, have, having a uh, BC Transit bus strike. So there's no service at all. And I know um, Linda, uh, I know she, uh, she's a regular um, commenter on, on the message thread here. Um, and if she's joining in, uh, she'll probably hear me talking about this today. Uh, yeah, I, sorry, Linda, you know, I'm really sorry that you're going through that. Um, you're caught uh, in, a, in a labor dispute, uh, you know, as a commuter. Nobody should be having to not have transportation to get to the, you know, to appointments, to grocery stores, to wherever you need need to go, right? Uh, and now it's having to walk. I mean, that's not always uh, you know, easy for a person with disability or a person that's senior or low income person or anybody in general. I mean, you need a, you need that transportation. It's a basic means of transportation. It's an essential service. Um, so I really hope that the parties involved with that labor dispute really sit down at, at the bargaining table and you know rational out some kind of agreement and get that service back up and running. Because people rely on that service, they need that service. Imagine uh, if BC, the other thing is is yeah. give right. them back their bus pass. Yeah, exactly. Give them back. <laughs> the bus pass. And that's another thing too. I, I want to see that forty-five dollar year bus pass reinstated in BC. It was an election promise before. Let's make it happen. Let's just do it. And you know, people who have that fifty-two dollars now, just let them keep that. Just but let them have that forty-five dollar year bus pass. Be done with it. Uh, seniors have it. Sonia's mm -hmm. mom just recently applied for it. We, uh, we, we got her to apply for it. I didn't know that. Yeah, and I, you know, when I've been advocating for this, I didn't even know that she could qualify for it. I thought yeah. that it was people that, that were actually in the system that actually had to, uh, you know, qualify for it. No, it's any senior who, who can apply for it. So her mom applied for it and easy peasy. Like it was, uh, 
within a couple of days, they went. She went on uh, um, Sonia's mom and dad. They went online and. So was uh, it sixty or sixty five when you can apply? Um, sixty. I think it's uh, no, no, sixty five. Yes, sixty five. Yeah. 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 But anyway, so she went online. Um, uh, Sonia's uh, dad went on and helped her mom, and they went on within no time at all, uh, just quickly. And within a couple of days, they got a letter saying, hey, here's the letter. Take it to the bank. They went to the bank, paid the $45 uh-huh. for a year. Yeah, a year bus pass, everyone. A year bus pass. That's right, yeah. for seniors. People with disabilities used to have that once upon a time. The government took it away because they felt that it was uh, 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 equity in the system. Yeah, they yeah. want to even it out while, you know, People seniors with disabilities still, don't deserve to ride a bus, I guess. No, no, they have to choose between having a bus pass or having um, the, the money that they can use to pay for <laughs> taxi or yeah. you can even buy food. Just with go it. walk, right, Dan? Yeah, yeah. Just so, go walk. Some of the things I've heard from you guys from out there just makes me shake my bleeping head. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, uh, it should be mandatory. Uh, any kind of transportation or housing for those with disabilities or those with uh, mobility issues, uh, <laughs> and especially seniors, should be absolutely mandatory, right? The the fact that you guys got to wait three days to get back from another town is is just ridiculous, right? It just makes me think, you know, of all the problems we have here in Ontario, like how how thankful we should be for what mm-hmm. we have here. Because there's people. Out, the thing that bugs me the most is the stories I've heard from your great show. Uh, and and one other podcast that I, I I go on for disability issues was the thing about uh, transportation. Is it rural areas like you know the areas on the outskirts of, of mm-hmm. town? And it's like people, you know, I hate to say it this way, but a lot, a lot of people in the mutual aid world too, you know, asking for thirty forty bucks to have a cab ride to get to a doctor's appointment is just ridiculous. Yeah. And one idea I would have thought about, I don't know if it would work in BC. It was maybe start getting together, you know, uh, anybody who handle, handles transportation um, files, such as like here in Toronto, it would be uh, Councillor Jamal Myers uh, and, and everybody there at TTC, but to maybe get together with doctors and, and try to coordinate doctor's appointments and, and transportation for people to be able to get there, not only on time, but like mm-hmm. in, in a manner that is dignified, right, as opposed to having to rely on somebody else. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because like out in BC, they have a um, handy dart, they call it. And it's, uh, it's, it's, many... not, it's not so handy, though. No, no, it's not always handy because uh, mm-hmm. you have to book it in advance if, if for medical appointments. But if you want to go grocery shopping, handy dart doesn't take you to, you know, to mm-hmm. uh, those stores. And now, of course, now you need to a uh, person has to rely on conventional transit, which is supposed to be there. Um, yeah. But to, due to labor disputes, uh, there's always reasons why uh, it's not provided. So I feel sorry for the people in Campbell River. Um, and then from that point on, there is, there's no other transportation unless you take it to go up island and to rural areas um, up toward um, up toward Wass Camp, uh, Wass, um, Fort McNeil, uh, Port Alice, Campbell River. Um, they have a, um, they call it a island link. Now that's expensive though. I'm sure it's there. Uh, people can use it, um, which I'm, I'm excited, um, you know, for, the announcement that they have made that bus company is a as an independent bus company. Um, they uh, launched it to go from Campbell River all the way up to uh, service areas like Was, like I just mentioned, uh, Port McNeil, uh, Port Alice, uh, Campbell, like um, yeah, all the all the areas like all the basically North Island all the way up. Um, so going from there is seventy five dollars to go from Campbell River all the way up to Port Hardy. 
So they're just going to be good for them. Now, going from Victoria, the same bus line, uh, they're going to be launching it uh, as of May of this year. They're expanding it. So it's going to go away from Victoria, and then you'll go across Island, all the way to Nanaimo, like all the way through areas like I've mentioned before, right, through Duncan, Cowichan. So it's going to go all the way through, all the way to Nanaimo, which it still does, but it's going to then go up to Campbell River and then connect up for $99 one way uh, plus tax per person. And so it's got, that's a good, um, I think probably a good five, six hour uh, trip all the way from Victoria all the way up to wow. Port Hardy. So that's uh, not bad if people want to take that as a uh, transportation mode. Now it's too bad BC Transit can't provide that link between those communities. Yeah, that would be a lot better because people can actually get off uh, for a while and then, you know, make their connections or like maybe they want to drop off on another community and visit a community on their way, catch another bus, continue on. It can be done. I know uh, Wilson's bus line uh, was providing that service. Um, unfortunately, they're doing seasonal service now. So it's very unfortunate. They're not launching that until June, uh, June of uh, 2024. They're going to be coming back online. They're right now not providing that service. Once upon a time, Greyhound, Greyhound Canada used to provide the service. That seems off. like so long ago now, doesn't it? It, it does. I used to use Greyhound <laughs> all the time. Yeah. I yeah. mode of transportation. Mm-hmm. I could go to the Okanagan. I could go across. I, I remember one time when I was, uh, geez, this is going back in the 90s. I took the bus all the way from Vancouver, British Columbia, all the way to Winnipeg, Manitoba. Um, and it still was on my bucket list, Dan. I mean, way back, way back then was to go to Ontario. And I, I was thinking, because I was traveling by myself. My mom said, you'll be okay. I go, I'll be okay. Oh, and I was, I was, to be honest, I was kind of scared, but not really. Like I was thinking like, wow, like this, I'm going to go by myself traveling across the country, almost not really across the country, but Western Canada. I mean, as far as uh, Winnipeg, Manitoba. And I was thinking at that time, I thought, I I really want to go to Ontario at one point in time. And that is on my bucket list. And I will be doing that. I just don't know when Um, that is something that um, I want to look at. So getting back to the transportation part, so I know I kind of got off track there. So obviously, Vancouver Island needs better BC Transit uh, connections through the community. And I am going to keep advocating. So the government's watching this. I am going to keep pushing my buttons. And I'm going to make sure that you guys actually get the, get the mayors to uh, communicate with each other to get that transportation link fixed between Victoria, Duncan. Um, I mean, Sonia's mom, and I say this all the time, because she just, just gets so ticked off. She, pardon my language, like freaking pissed off why the government hasn't even done it now. They're like, oh, yeah, no, we recognize there's a problem. Well, you know what? Fix it. Like, yeah. fix the damn thing. You know, I, like, I have a solution, Brent, huh. is that you and I and Dan, we can all cost share a, we can buy and cost share a helicopter. And there then, we go. And, and then Dan can say, get to the chopper. Get to get the chopper! Get to the chopper now! Now! <laughs> get to the chopper now! It just goes to show you the difference in uh, prices too, because I know, for example, from here in Toronto to get to, uh, say, Ottawa, which is normally like a four-hour drive away or whatever, it's only like forty bucks one way on a, on a via rail train, right? And we used oh, to have wow. the exact same services with the Greyhound here too. Like when yeah. I was a kid, my dad lived in a town that was about two two and a half hours north of here, and it was way oh, wow. different back then. Like. I think I was nine, 10 years old getting on the bus, you know, with my brothers alone. You know what I mean? And just mm-hmm. it would stop in every little town and every little thing. 
I haven't traveled uh, far in the last, say, decade or so. Like, uh, I've been as far west as, say, the border of uh, Manitoba and as far east as Quebec, which is mm -hmm. not really that far. Um, but, yeah, the, the the amount of prices and the lack of service in your guys' area, like, something's got to give sooner or later, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I, it's probably due to volume, too, because uh, Toronto going to Ottawa, say, big-time volume, right? Um, but still, the people deserve some kind of service, a gondola, a taxi, anything, right, to get you to and from your general everyday needs. Because without that, you're not even contributing to society, let alone functioning, right? Yeah, and that's like part of uh, what I was just going to mention. It must have been reading my mind there, Dan, because it's, it's like uh, people who can't contribute back into another community, now it affects that economy. So you, you bridge that... Uh, um, that gap, you, you fix it. Like you know, right now, it's a barrier. It's a barrier. I call it a barrier from community to community, stopping people from going from one community and then getting back to that other community they came from. Now, now they get trapped. So, how how do they how do they actually now commute? Because now they're spending all their money in um, maybe accommodation where that money should have been used for to help another community out. Uh, you know, or now you're stranded. So, getting to like the lower mainland. Uh, now I'm going to jump over toward the, the uh, Metro Vancouver, uh, we call it. Uh, and uh, so in Metro Vancouver, it's such a wide area for transportation. The transportation network is really, I'd say really good. I miss that transportation network and I'm going to do everything I can to get us back, Sonia and myself back over there. People say, yeah, but you're in Victoria. You can do all your advocacy. I can still do my advocacy in the lower mainland. I did it there. I can still do it there. And hey, if I need to get over to the legislature, I, I could just jump on a bus and take the ferry and get over here, right? Or, or take the helicopter. Get in! Get in now! <laughs> but yeah, so getting to Metro Vancouver, you can go all the way from Horseshoe Bay, uh, BC Ferries, uh, which is in West Vancouver. Or you can go all the way from Sawasan, or some people call it Tawasan, um, which is in uh, just um, South Delta. Uh, really, it's uh, really close to the U.S. border, actually. It's not that far uh, from there. And so you can go from those regions uh, in Metro Vancouver all the way as far as technically it's very limited service, but you could do it, which I haven't done it yet, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try this one day, a Breaking with Brent one. Hopefully I don't get stranded. If I do, I'll have to stay the night somewhere along the way. <laughs> that would be challenging. Uh, but you can get as far as hope. You can go as far as Chilliwack, but there is li very limited service. I think there's like two buses, maybe maybe three per day to get to Hope. Uh, there's not much in Hope. Very nice area. I remember Greyhound going through there. Uh, the e-bus does, which I'm going to dive into about the e-bus after. Um, I'm just talking about transit right now. So getting to that. So technically you can get to Hope, though, um, which is good. Uh, definitely to Chilliwack. Um, so getting from... When I say Metro Vancouver, it's provided by TransLink, which is a governance off of uh, the BC government. They provide the TransLink, which is they cover uh, the roads uh, and they, they cover transportation, the whole transportation network, really. Snell, they provide the uh, transit, which is under Coast Mountain Bus Company. They provide the bus service. Uh, it, used to be B it used to be BC Transit province-wide uh, and I guess it was about what 1999 was it Neil around 1999 around there. Yeah. yeah around there it's yeah. uh BC BC Trans or the government decided that now we're going to make a new transportation network so they came up with TransLink and mm -hmm. 
the whole region had to come up with a bus company name for a company to provide the bus service. And there was a bit out there and people came out with their ideas and communities, uh, organizations, CEOs, and all these other you know, people <laughs> came up with these ideas. And they came up with a name Coast Mountain Bus Company, which is, you know, a great name now providing that service, uh, and which is good based on the population in decades ago. And as we know, um, Canada has blossomed um, majorly with population growth over the last years. Um, TransLink uh, Coast Mountain Bus Company was warned by developers. Uh, there was a developer from, uh, from Europe who came over to a consultation, to a community gathering. And I was there at the time because I was excited. Like, hey, I got to hear about this. And um, basically, so I went to it and it was because it was weather related too. Like the uh, gentleman came and he says, well, with with uh, climate change, uh, you know, in the horizon, I mean, things were changing then. And of course, they blossomed over time. And he says, well, make it weather element, uh, you know, so it would actually be protecting commuters from the extreme weather uh, events you know, severe cold or severe heat, it would have a thermal insulation inside the tube system. And I thought, oh, cool. And it would run all the way from, uh, it would branch off all the way from um, Horseshoe Bay, which is uh, West Vancouver, branch, two branches right from there, from the ferry terminal into Tawasin or Sawasin. And it would actually connect up all the way to Hope, all the way through a tube system. Mm -hmm. And it would do a bore, a bore system. So it would bore underneath and they would cut and paste all the way across and they would have um, escalators going up to different stations along the way and like feeder systems into the transportation networks. And then they would go to each community. I thought, wow, this is brilliant. Uh, unfortunately, they turned down his idea. They said, they're going to go with, we're, we're going to expand SkyTrain. We're going to expand and do um, LRT. Well, LRT, as we know, Neil, um, hasn't, it hasn't, uh, hasn't come into effect because it got voted down due to a previous mayor who decided that mm -hmm. SkyTrain was the best model to use rather than um, an LRT. LRT is for people that are maybe not familiar, which I'm pretty sure most people are, but there are people maybe that don't know what LRT is, light rail uh, um, transit, right? So it's actually on ground and actually would service a lot more communities rather than just SkyTrain. It's cheaper. Um, overall, it's, it's more effective. Um, just for instance, in Surrey. Well, so gonna... well I mean, it would, it, like, I am in Newton here, and, and yeah. th that was the plan for Newton. Yeah. Is that we're going to have LRT in Newton. And that it would have been the perfect kind of feeder because it, it would have yeah. gone directly to uh, Surrey Central, which is the, which is the, which is the it's Sky made, Chain. So it, it, it would have, it would have fed right, right to that. Yeah. And I mean, it would have been would have been great, you know, and and, uh, you know, so I could have taken my I could have taken my scooter like, you know, that where I am, I'm like yeah. basically yeah. like yeah. four or five minutes from from the from the bus loop yeah. uh, in my scooter. Like it's really quick. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. No, it's no more than like four minutes. Right. To get to the bus loop from where I am. Well, and that's and, where one of the stations would have been right at the bus yeah. exchange. That would have been the one that, that's where that's where it would have been and then i could have just hopped on that lrt wrote mm -hmm. wrote it to uh Surrey central and from there like the world's your oyster right oh absolutely but, but they didn't do it so you know now if i want to go anywhere i have to get a, on a bus first which mm -hmm. i mean mm -hmm. is okay but i mean it would have been so much nicer just to hop on a train 
it would have been a lot more a lot more uh, less vehicle well, a lot less vehicles on the road too a lot less buses mm-hmm. on the road because it would have been just one one train up and down like through back and forth and so just to kind of refresh how this happened uh the the mayors uh um are on the board they are they are on the board and uh the transportation network and uh, they all had to vote on it uh, they all had to vote on uh, the decision of uh the transportation going with an lrt the one mayor unfortunately at the time had decided that no um it was going to be cheaper to do a skytrain a mode of transportation saying it was going to be cheaper uh more effective well no all this all the case studies were done um i saw the the blueprint i i've been following it very closely a lot of the mayors were very disappointed with the actions of the mayor at the time. Uh, he says it would be uh, caught would cost less than half the amount of doing a uh, SkyTrain uh, route. So unfortunately, they said that uh, he, he, the mayor said at the time that if they don't go with his idea, he'll scrap the whole, he'll, he'll shut down the whole debate on it and they will have no nothing. So they had no choice but to go with uh, with his ruling because he was a member of the board. Um yeah. So long story short, it actually did cost more and it will cost more because, yes, you're right, Neil. It was going to service all the way from Surrey Center Station all mm-hmm. the way up to Newton. It was mm-hmm. then going to go from Newton all the way to Guilford and then yeah. it was going to go up to Langley. Yeah. So it was going to service a whole. It was going to do a way, way more. And future like, growth to go to White Rock, too. Yeah. Yeah, and and yeah. right right now all it's doing is is going to Langley, which is Langley. which is which is good, but Newton is like a huge uh, burgeoning uh, area now, and, and like and you like you said, like it would have covered uh, oh, that and White Rock way more, uh, way more area, and it would have been built for a now. lot less money. It would have been built by now too. Oh, it, it would, would have, have been, been built. It would have been built by, and I would I would have yeah. been probably using it for the, for the last three years or something now. Oh yeah, and then yeah. the construction for the Surrey to Langley uh, corridor is going to uh, get start getting um, uh, underway. I think late spring uh, this year. Um, so yeah, they're going to start uh, doing uh, a lot of that work. Um, yeah, there was a, a white spot in uh, in Langley. Uh, the last day was actually December thirtieth. So now that one's uh, closed. They were in business for 44 years. They've actually had to close now because TransLink actually bought the property of where, um, yeah, where uh, that white spot was sitting. Oh, okay. I, I used to go there not too often, like just uh, um, every oh, every couple of years, really. Uh, yeah, white spot is it wasn't really one of my major go-to places, but I did like going there every so often. I would so go there for for the pie, for the fresh pie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fresh and, pies are good. You know, I, I used to go there and to, to get the, uh, you know, just to just get one of their small little burgers and stuff too, and mm-hmm. they were actually pretty good. And BC Ferries has them, but it's just not yeah. the same as going to the store to the restaurant. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be building um, a SkyTrain station right there, um, and there's going to be uh, eight stations along the route. It's going to be completed by 2028. And then there's also slated to have some high rises going in uh, skyscrapers all around the area. I think there's going to be like three or four of them, but now it has to go through city, uh, through the township of Langley. They have to vote on all that stuff. So now here's the, the question I have for the government. Is it, are they going to be uh, accessible housing when it gets built? Are they going to be renting for $500 a month? Because that's what you give disabled yeah. people for their shelter portion. 
Yeah, now I'm going to get into another segment. Re reserve about your that. spot for a suite there now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Are they going to rent to that? Is it going to be based on the individual or is it going to be based on the household income? Well, Autonomy-wise, based it on the, the individual. I'm going to be mm -hmm. talking about that part in another, another segment, so I'm not going to kind of waste time on that part. Um, I just want to make sure that the housing is affordable for PWD and BC. Uh, now for the, the shelter stuff, let's just get rid of that shelter. I just Let's throw it right out of the equation. Alberta doesn't even have it in place. I mean, let's just modernize things going forward. And uh, I think we can make things so much better for transportation for every citizen in BC and across the country. I know we can do better. So getting to about the transportation uh, network is... So TransLink provides a service. I, I've dived into that. We've also got the West Coast Express. It's a commuter service. Again, it's only a commuter service. So, you know, during rush hour, it goes from Mission, British Columbia to Vancouver, downtown Vancouver, uh, early morning hours, very early morning hours. And we should say off. it's a traditional train. It's the it is a traditional, traditional train. It's kind of like uh, anyone who's in Ontario, um, and Dan could probably, uh, when, when I get to that part, It'd be like the GO train, from what I heard. I've never been on the Ontario, so I don't know anything about I'm pretty, that. I'm pretty sure it's very similar but to it'd that. It'd be the yeah. same thing. It'd be the same thing. And that's mm -hmm. like the uh, kind of a train that they provide uh, from Mission to Vancouver. It'll park there for the day. It picks up the commuters uh, during the PM hours and then takes them back to Mission. Now, that's the same thing when I talk about from Victoria to Duncan. It's the same thing. It's commuter based. Like it needs to go to and from throughout the day. Uh, people's yeah. lives don't get put on hold. They need to get to and from the communities throughout the day. Uh, so, so that's that's pretty much about it on um, on the, the Metro Vancouver. Um, now after um, after Alder Grove, British Columbia, which is the township, uh, which is falls under the township of Langley. I always kind of got so mad about that because these all the girls are called say, well, Langley, the news I will say, oh, Langley, out in, uh, 276th Street. I'm thinking, no, that, no, no. Like it's, it's, you know, it's, it has its own region, but whatever, that's fine. Um, from that point on, a bus service from the, uh, that provides out to the valley, uh, they actually provide uh, BC Transit that actually comes into uh, TransLink's area, provides a service from all the about to Abbotsford. There's also a service that actually goes from um, Coquitlam out to Chilliwack and it's BC Transit. They come out and, and, and again, BC Transit comes all the way from Chilliwack all the way to Coquitlam to Lowheed, Lowheed Town Centre. They recently expanded it early last year in 2023, which was very exciting news when I heard that. I'm going, I miss the lower mainland so much because you can actually get all the way from now Coquitlam all the way to Chilliwack. It's about an hour and 40 minutes ride now. It used mm -hmm. to be only an hour and 10 minute ride, but because now from Langley, from Carvel, now it goes to all the way to, uh, to Lowheed. So that time's actually added on to it. Uh, recently, when I went out uh, in the, um, basically uh, in December there, I came out to see you, Neil. And then I went out to see John out in the valley. We actually took the bus all the way from Lowheed after we saw you, we did the, uh, the show there. And uh, yeah, and then we, we uh, went all the way from uh, Lowheed all the way out toward Abbotsford and then John picked us up out there. Yeah, yeah. and we took the number 66 bus uh, and it provides service throughout the day. It's not just a peak hour service one way and now you can't get back throughout mm -hmm. the day, folks. See, that's why I'm yeah. saying when, when Victoria to, to Duncan, back and forth, like it, it can happen. And that's BC yeah. Transit. So BC Transit on the mainland can do it. 
they can do it here. It's all political red tape. And that's the thing about, <laughs> uh, about I'll cut the red you tape. know, for people, for people that don't know uh, the geography here in BC, I mean, Abbotsford is, is pretty far out. I mean, oh, yeah, I mean, is. I mean, even if you're in Langley and going to Langley to Abbotsford, it's still it's a significant haul to get all the way out there. Right. Oh, yeah. And and, um, you know, if you don't provide the if you don't provide the service, mm -hmm. like you're just you're basically, you know, assuming that the only people that deserve to go back and forth from there are people are people in cars. And yeah. everybody else can just take a flying leap, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, and, and um, another piece, I mean, I, I've said this before, but another piece to that is, you know, talking about, um, you know, the fact that I have a, a manual chair now, mm -hmm. I mean, that's the other thing too, is like, you know, I've said, you know, the, the, the BC government paid for half because, because they, they, they felt that, that it, it it wasn't it wasn't considered like like I didn't really I didn't really need it it was sort of an optional thing right oh and, oh. and I mean when when they say that it's like well you're basically saying that the only way that I can leave the house if I didn't get my manual chair the only way I could have I could have left my house is in is in the scooter. And and so num number one, the, uh, we all know that the um, handy dart isn't handy, so, so that's that's right. off. Yeah. And 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 um, you can't take a scooter in an Uber, so that's out. You mm -hmm. you you can't take a scooter in 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 the accessible taxi, so that's okay. But Some... but you know there, there's a there's a cost involved with with oh, that you, for, yeah. for taxis, and and so there. You know, if you opt bus pass, then, yeah. when you when you say that uh, a manual wheelchair is optional, you're really limiting. Uh, mm -hmm. people, you're saying, well, you know, you don't deserve to be able to get in into a car. You know, it's mm -hmm. like you it's know, like you, paying for the wheels, but here we're not going to give you the rest. Yeah, of the, like, the like you know, half of it. You know, maybe we'll let you take a taxi, but you don't you don't really deserve to get into a friend's car or whatever. Or, you know, and that's that's stupid. That's like the bus pass. It's like it's like it's like well here yeah well, you know you can take the money and use it for a taxi but hey but I still need to get around for the rest of the month yeah well use your use your support portion well I'm sorry yeah. pay high high rent oh well you know what live within your means so then, that's what I mean it's so so then yeah. you pay a couple of taxi fares and that's like you know maybe yeah. even a short taxi fare is maybe like almost twenty bucks one way so. Yeah. Two way two way taxi fare is like forty bucks for for one trip, one yeah, round trip, plus a tip. And that's a great segue too, because you guys said something perfectly earlier. Like transportation, no matter if you're disabled or not, it's got to lead somewhere, right? And yeah. that's part of the problem what we have here in Toronto. So, for example, uh, just to answer your question, um, that uh, Go Transit is more of a provincial thing, like a far distance traveling. Um, yeah. There are stops within Toronto that it services. And one good thing that they're working on now, I don't think they've put it through, um, but they're trying to get uh, integrated fare service because there's certain parts of the GO Transit that go through Toronto that would much better service people getting on and off that, right? Because obviously GO trains are bigger, they're double-deckers, they got more space and all that, um, and it's a time saver. Um, 
But yeah, you hit it the right on the nail on the head. Like for example, these transit lines here, there's one transit line we have um, that's a train that goes out to nowhere. It literally stops at a highway. So that's no good to the oh. east side of that bridge. And then there's another subway line, which was that Scarborough RT, which was supposed to extend and loop around. And like you were alluding to earlier, it should have been done decades ago, right? Um, unfortunately, like you say, every four years, new government comes in, especially yep. here at the municipal level. They're trying to please their provincial and federal counterparts, which, mm -hmm. you know, when you've got a, say, PC government in, in the provincials and you got an NDP known mayor, it doesn't exactly jive as per getting funds. So what scares me now here in Toronto just a little bit is what they've started to do is take away from other projects and put into more immediate projects, which is going to leave oh. those other projects out in the air anyway, yeah. right? So yeah. you're damned if you do and damned if you don't. It's not a get a crumb thing, but you mm -hmm. have to get something because like you said, if that transit leads you out there and your yeah. only option is to get on another bus or wheel your way down a sidewalk filled well, with it's like half smoke. finished like why why have something yeah. half finished like you know yeah like like you said i mean if you completed a loop if yeah. you made something loop around i mean then you got then you can say it's we got a complete a completed yeah. network that actually goes somewhere like yeah even if it's even, even if it's a loop at least point. it goes somewhere right yeah. not just stop end well yeah you've got your point a point b point c point d but if you, you know, that loops around comes right back to point a again i mean at least it loops around uh mm -hmm. and that's what with with the um the bus pass that uh pwd have sure they stay opted in to the system yeah they cannot they can have the equivalent of a 40 of a 45 dollar year bus pass right they can travel anywhere in the transit region across metro vancouver vancouver island uh, the Okanagan, um, basically southern southern Okanagan, everywhere in BC that provides transit service. But as soon as you opt out, like I say, if you need it, the money for a taxi, lives not, you have to go without your transportation. Now you're now you're really hooked for the, the rest of that month. So you, if you want to say, oh, I don't say, you know, for instance, uh, myself, I want to go over to the Lower Mainland. Nope, I can't go and do that because I've now opted out, right? I mean, I can't, mm -hmm. I can't have that transportation. I can't even get to, uh, say, Chilliwack or say I took an e-bus. Now I'm going to dive into the e-bus. Um, and so the e-bus is a uh, Alberta company who provides service uh, in from Vancouver, British Columbia to uh, Kamloops. That sounds like a virtual bus. Is it a real bus? It is. It is a bus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it's actually... Uh, it actually is like a Greyhound, uh, Greyhound okay. type of bus and same coach. Uh, they, uh, a, lot, a lot of them are actually were, um, old Greyhound buses. They've converted Ooh. them over. Yeah. And the newer ones, uh, they're really good. They're really comfortable. They've got Wi-Fi on it. So you can charge up your phone on it too. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. So very comfortable seats. I've taken it, uh, years ago. That's cool. And uh, yeah. So up to Kamloops. And then from that point on, they've ex expanded their service. So you can go from Kamloops now all the way up to Edmonton. They have a connector bus that goes from there all the way up to Edmonton, Alberta. Yeah. And mm -hmm. it's, it's a little costly, but the shoe option is there. There's uh, there's two other ones. There's Rider Express that actually provides uh, service too. Uh, they go from Vancouver uh, all the way to Saskatchewan, I believe it is now. Uh, they provide it. There's another some other companies that are coming on board. They're kind of filling the gaps. Now, a lot of communities are still left not serviced by 
any other uh, independent companies that Greyhound used to service. Langley mm -hmm. used to be serviced by Greyhound. They'd go all the way through. There's, uh, Penticton is not serviced at all by any of these other companies that come out. It's a very unfortunate. Yeah. Sure, they can service a BC Transit. You can go through. Well, I used to take the the I, I did it a few times. I uh, the Greyhound up to uh, Summerland. Yeah, Summerland. Yeah, and to yeah, yeah way way back that. way back when I used to do that. Yeah, yeah. me too. I I took that way from or, or the plane, but I you know I would alternate between doing the plane, which is it it, it was weird. Like you you're up in the air for like you, you get up the air and then you come right back down again. <laughs> <laughs> they, oh, they, it works out to be a, like a thirty-minute uh, flight or something because you you go you go up you go up for like fifteen minutes and then you come down for fifteen minutes and you're there. <laughs> oh my gosh! Wow, yeah, that's yeah. crazy. It's yeah, yeah. I or took or the... you can take a six-hour bus ride. <laughs> yeah, well, I took the Greyhound all the way uh, from uh, Langley, and we I took it all the way through Kelowna, um, Penticton, Kelowna. Summerland all the way up through the uh, through the Kootenays. Uh, that was the one route that I call that. That was the long route, and it went up through uh, through Alberta over to through Lethbridge all the way up to Calgary. And I still remember getting there early in the morning. And here's bus driver. Okay, everyone, um, I'm going to be stopping in Lethbridge, uh, and I guess nobody can hear. It. And I I woke up. I thought I heard something, and I, everybody was snoring away. I still remember the year, and here's. So, uh, okay, I guess nobody can hear me, so it's fine. I guess uh, I'm going to just talk to myself then. When I looked up, he goes, I see one person looking at me. Oh, and he goes, okay, nah, nah, nobody's going to be getting off this bus. It was a winter storm, but don't worry. It should blow over by the time we get to Calgary. We got there, and it was this blowing of major winter storm, and this was in the spring. Now, the thing with, with uh, Alberta, you can get four seasons in one, one day. <laughs> so, Getting so uh, now I'm gonna branch off to Alberta. And um, I love their transit. They've got they've got LRT there. It runs throughout the city. Uh, it's awesome. Uh, it provides the service. Uh, you know, no, I'm not part of tourism. Uh, you know, I just uh, I, I just have a knack for the transportation. Um, seeing people be able to get to and from the communities um, and seeing how different networks work. Um, part of my travel segment too. Uh, so I've explored that part. But getting to, uh, getting to Alberta, though, I mean, Calgary has a really good, uh, uh, I, I think, anyway, personally, some people may argue with that, but I think they have a really good transportation network in the downtown core. Maybe the outlining areas, maybe not so much. Uh, probably probably same as uh, BC and other areas across the country. Outlining areas probably need to have better transportation networks, for sure. Mm -hmm. and within the city limits, though, they get free transportation, though, uh, you know, Dan, I mean, everybody watching this, within the city area. So if right. you're on the on their LRT, that's great. I didn't even know that. <laughs> like, well, I wish I would have known that when I got there, but I found out after. That's fine. Mm. But as soon as you get out of that city limits, now you have to the, the fare zone now takes effect. You now have mm. to make sure you have a valid ticket when you get on that train, okay. and that's which is fair, which is fair. Uh, and I think it's uh, they how they have their system um, set up for ticket wise, pretty good, pretty efficient. Um, wicked weather for sure. Uh, you know, going up toward Edmonton, um, we took the Greyhound up that way. Uh, there's no transit through from Calgary to Edmonton. Unfortunately, they don't have that. Um, Greyhound at the time when I took it, it was there. Now Greyhound, as we know, across Canada is no longer existent. Maybe in the future, maybe it'll come back. I don't know. I, I really hope that it does. 
um, because it really needs to be something needs to be uh, uh, what needs to happen, right, for our uh, across our country to provide better service. E-bus services that area now. Uh, I think more competition is better for sure. Edmonton yeah. has a good LRT service too. I mean, so it goes to show LRT does work. Now going over to Saskatchewan, um, yeah, uh, I can say Greyhound. I can only say about Greyhound because I've taken it there. And uh, like I say, Rider Express goes out that way. It's a uh, independent company. So you can get from from uh, Saskatchewan, but now you know up to there. How do you get to Manitoba? There is no, there's no connection there unless Manitoba provides a service to Saskatchewan. Get to now the getting, chopper. Get so to now the getting chopper. to Manitoba, um, <laughs> out to Winnipeg. Yeah, out to Winnipeg. <laughs> I heard that the transit system. Um, is not the greatest because two of our guests that we had on um, last year, since now we're in January, 2024, we had them on in December. That was, that was really good. Uh, and they, uh, two people that uh, Sonia and myself know, and they moved to Winnipeg, Manitoba. They living in Victoria. Uh, unfortunately, they got priced out, uh, cost of living, uh, the housing, uh, and due to environmental too. Environmental was the number one, Reason why they had to move away from Victoria, it just got really damp uh, for them here. Um, and it just, uh, yeah, her health was, uh, it got compromised. So she had no uh, choice but to move, make that awkward decision to move to Winnipeg. That's where they moved from. They didn't want to move back there because they enjoyed the weather better out in, in Victoria than it is in, in uh, Winterpeg, Winterpeg. Now, when they told me about the transportation, because I asked, well, how is it in Winnipeg? How is the transportation? Because I would go out there when I was a kid to see my dad. My dad lived in Winnipeg. And I said, you know, dad, I'd love to come out here in the winter time. I said, just to check it out. He goes, you do not want to come here in the winter. I go, sure. <laughs> he goes, you do not. Trust me. I live here. I know. In Winterpeg, you do not want to come to Winterpeg. And, of course, Jason and Stephanie told me, yeah, your dad is right. I said, well, God rest his soul because him and I used to argue about it. And they're like, no, you do not want to come here in the winter Right now, I do, uh, I do not like green eggs and ham. I do not like I, them, Sam. I am exactly <laughs> the polar vortex coming uh, in later this week. Uh, yeah, I guess it's yes, they're probably right. I probably don't want to be there, and uh, that's why I'm glad I'm in <laughs> Victoria. Uh, yeah, wind chill probably like probably well, minus 40, minus 50. Uh, yeah, so people can't go out, right? I mean, they got little huts there waiting for buses, uh, and um, you have to huddle up. Their transit is uh, just not as frequent. Um, you don't want to get stranded. Snow drifts everywhere. Now, getting to Ontario. Um, yeah. Hey, uh, Dan, you know, this is where <laughs> I'm going to you. Uh, tell me, um, like, in the downtown core of the Toronto, the, G the, the GTA, um, I guess how, like, how is the transit? Like, I mean, just the conventional buses. Do oh, just, be, just before, out? sorry. Just yeah. before Dan uh, starts, we have Alan now in chat. Oh, he just, hello, Alan. He, he just, uh, and he says the, the reason he's not on the show is he's not feeling well today. Oh. Um, but well, he, did drop a, he did drop a comment. He said, I did Ontario to BC and back. It was in 1996 on Greyhound for $349. So I'm assuming that's for a re return trip for $349. Yeah. So he can... Correct me if that's wrong, but I, I understand that to be a return trip for three forty nine. It yeah, with Greyhound, that's, that's Alan, pretty good. 
That's you could good. buy the uh, three weeks in advance uh, trip with Greyhound and you could get a really good deal. Now, you had to know for sure, though, and I did that. You had to know for sure you are going to be traveling on this day and you're going to be coming back on that day. Like you had to have it firm and it was non-refundable <laughs> and non-refundable ticket. Um, so, yeah, that was a really good, really good deal uh, back then. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So answering your question, um, Alan, yeah, like Greyhound, that was the way to travel. E-bus, almost equivalent. Like it's, uh, you can get, uh, you can't buy them advanced tickets. They don't do all that stuff. Uh, conventional uh, is great. So getting to Ontario about the transit, I, anyone wants to chime in on this, Dan? Uh, yeah, this is, uh, I'm going to pass you the mic here and uh, you can tell me all about transit in Ontario. Well, specific to the area, what you just said downtown, can you hear me yeah. clearly? Because my TV's yeah. on. I got yeah. 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 But yeah, so to the downtown course, so uh, to be point blank, very shitty. Uh, mm. There's a couple of one way streets. Uh, one is called Richmond, one's called Adelaide Street, which they're just now um, putting streetcars in. And it's oh. pretty much the same as LRT. It's above ground, electric, whatever. We have, I think, it's either two or three current LRT lines uh, in construction. But the one like near where I live now, it's been in construction for, I don't know, 35 years. So we really... We Opening soon out. for the last 35 yeah, years. Soon. <laughs> and this is the funny part here. I don't know how it works in BC, but in Ontario, a lot of the companies that are responsible for actually building the lines or stuff are provincially run. So even though our oh. TTC line is Toronto Transit Commission, yeah. uh, just to give you a quick example, the one running now is called Crosslinks. Uh, it's, it's mandated by the province. So, you know, hmm. Doug Ford get in there. And uh, a couple of weeks We're, ago, the guy was asked. Sorry uh, again, know, Dan. Sorry again, Dan. You, uh, your, your video is crapping out a little bit. So maybe you want to go back to just audio, just in case you're, uh, you, you're there, running out of data there. Yeah. Okay, that sorry that about that, Dan. You? Yeah, that's that's good. I just didn't want you to keep dropping your audio because the uh, video was freezing a bit. So that's all. Oh, okay, my bad. Well, yeah. So the the long story short of it is is that we have no LRTs here right now, currently in Toronto, believe it or not. Um, so none of it's built yet. None of it's complete. Uh, the line that's going in is half underground, half above ground. Um, Tracks are down. Uh, all lines above ground are done. And as far as I can see, because in my neighborhood alone, there's one, two, three, four, I think five stops. And oh. the stations are there. The buildings are there. Benches, flowers, bushes. No oh. fucking, sorry, no but transit. No, but no transit. Wow. No transit. So when it comes wow. to getting so around the city, like you can get around the city to various uh, landmarks and stuff very easily. Uh, it's once you start having to get off the major trains or streetcar uh, services and get on buses that go into the various neighborhoods and outskirts, mm -hmm. like where you guys would say Langley and Abbotsford and all this stuff. So here in Toronto, we got like Scarborough, Mississauga, like outskirts of Toronto. That's yeah. where you come into difficulty. And that's where you have to, if you're smart, you'll pay the extra dollar or whatever it is now and ride to go train or buses. Because they'll go right there, right? As opposed to going through all the rush hour stuff. Add on top of that all the, and I won't get into it because this is about strictly transit, but add on to that on our transit system, it's basically being used like a shelter. So, oh. you know, they have to come more with the wraparound services 
yeah. for the people that are that and, and it's no fault of their own. They're just trying to keep warm. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? So there's so many different aspects of transportation in this city. Like I said, it's been about six months or so now. We have the new uh, chairman of the board for the TTC, the great councillor, uh, Jamal Myers. Uh, I want brownie points for that one. Shout out. And uh, we got Olivia Chow, who is a mayor that is, um, you know, hell bent on affordability uh, when it comes to housing and transit and easing congestion and stuff. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I give it about a year. If there's nothing in a year, then just it's going to be the same old shit, right? Um, next year, we got the federal election coming up. A lot of people don't know. Um, and, and this is how it is in Ontario. I'm sure it's the same across the other provinces is that the feds only really provide funding. They don't provide planning. They don't provide services. They don't provide any of that. That's up to the provinces and cities. Um, so we need people that are going to get on the same page and we don't need one week people yelling for LRTs and the next week people yelling for subways. One or the other, do it, get it done and get people somewhere. I'm lucky. I can walk to one of two subway stations from my place. And if I become disabled in the future where I need a mobile device or something, everything is flat. I got no stairs. So I'm lucky. Yeah. That's one of 4 million people in the city of Toronto. So we got to start getting our shit together. You know, we were Mm -hmm. were supposed to be accessible by the year 2025 as a province and we're nowhere nowhere close. Well, like you always say, Brent, Brent, they always kick the can down, right? Yeah. Just kick the goalposts, keep kicking it forward. (laughs) Right. They, you know, we're, we're getting there. There's more to do. There's more to do. Well, you know what? Like Dan said, let's just get you know, get the ship together. Let's get it done. Let's get it done now. Like work together. Let's, well, we've know. missed 2025. So let's let's kick it down to 2030. Yeah. Oh, look, we've missed 2030. We'll make it 2035. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, it comes down to accessibility, like accessible transit. Like and people should not have to uh, figure out, uh, well, we're our worry. Oh, I can't make this connection, bus connection. Oh, because that one doesn't run. And oh, that one's not running late. It's not running late enough. How do I get there? Oh, I have to take a whole roundabout way of getting there. Can we not figure out uh, what works good for everybody in general? Or rather than worrying about the red tape. And And just to add a bit to the Toronto one too, uh, the Crosslinks thing I was telling you about, the Edmonton Crosstown, that's the major transit thing, the LRT thing going on now in Toronto. Um, so it's run by the Crosslinks guy and the city of Toronto, the council made a request for the Crosslinks uh, CEO or whatever he's called to get in front of the camera and tell us when is it going to be done? That's all they wanted mm-hmm. to know. When's it going to be done? Mm-hmm. You know what his response was? You will know within 90 days of it being done when it's going to be done. Oh, wow. Are you me? So, what, so what the hell are you going to tell us in 2075 you're going to tell us when it's done three months beforehand like what kind of answer is that why isn't people like that fired right away and get people whether it's transit whether it's housing or everything else get people with the lived experience at the table that can tell you how to get it done that can properly plan for you because this bullshit goes on too long i'm 46 years old this line's been being built since i was like 11 oh my gosh yeah Yeah. terrible terrible that's like me saying Oh, Brent, are you going to have a show? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have a show. Who's going to be on? Oh, I, I don't know. I, you know, well, I'll figure it out. You know, <laughs> I mean. That's what we do every week, though, Brent. Here's another one. Um, is it going to snow? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, when? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's always like, kick, kick the can down the road. I don't want to deal with it. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it's going to be a, some other 
mayor or city other councils uh, issue to deal with later on. I don't want to deal with it, but I'll just say, yeah, I'll, I'll let you know in 90 days. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. problem. But another big, huge issue, especially in major metropolises like this, and I would imagine it happens in Vancouver and such too, right? Is that there's a lot of goddamn issues going on right now, right? And the problem is people are taking their advocacy from one issue and jumping to another, then jumping to another, then jumping to another. Mm -hmm. Stick with one issue, not stick in your lane, but yep. stick with one issue, work on that, and then move yep. to the next and work on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Well, the thing I don't like is that, like like Dan said, I mean, if you just have somebody saying, well, we'll let you know like 90 days before it yeah. is, comes to fruition, you're, you're, not, you're not making any politicians accountable then because they're just like yeah you know they, they can just do whatever it's like oh yeah it's like if they have an open, yeah, open ticket to do whatever they change the goalposts and there's no accountability yeah. Yeah. yeah take three guesses who that gentleman is responsible to get back to hmm <laughs> could, it be, could it be a premier that sits here that tries mm -hmm. to take land from us and not giving us four hundred thousand dollar homes in return Building highways we yes. don't need. You know, it's yeah. time. If Alan was here, his, his fucking meter would be going off the hook because he knows exactly oh, what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah it's uh, the green belt. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, you know, and that, it just it reminds me of uh, our highway, um, our Trans Canada Highway, all the way from, well, all the way from Vancouver Island. Uh, of course, we have to take the, the BC ferries which is still part of our transportation network. And then, of course, now it connects on, you know, we go into uh, Highway 1, right? Well, that, that would be uh, from uh, West Vancouver, shall we say, people that are familiar with British Columbia on the West Coast. Uh, but from Tawasin, you have to kind of go from there and make your way into Highway 1. But eventually, but anyway, Highway 1, uh, widening it, it's the same thing. It's... Uh, it's just taken decades and decades and decades um, and nothing's been done until just a few decades ago. Now we're expanding it. Uh, I know John, uh, you know, <laughs> we rants and raves about this all the time and, and I, I get it. Uh, of course, he'd probably get it more than I do because he lives out in that area. But you know, I get it by hearing on the news. I mean, all the gridlock of traffic. As we know, yeah. more and more people are coming out here into the country and then out to British Columbia and other provinces what happens when you get major gridlock? Oh, they say, oh, well, build more lanes on the highway. Oh, that's going to solve the problem. Is it? How about run an LRT right down the middle of Highway 1, right from Vancouver, all the way down through to Chilliwack, through Hope, all the way up to the Okanagan. Hey, you know what? Keep it going. Keep it going right across the freaking country. Wow. Wouldn't that make sense? Oh, that would cost probably, yeah, I mean, in reality, yeah, probably, wow, probably trillions <laughs> I would say, oh, my God, this guy's out of his freaking mind. It's never going to happen. Mm -hmm. I mean, but you do it in phases. You have a commitment with, with the cities and the provinces. Make a commitment and make it go across, back and forth. You know, I mean, vehicle coach, you could take off the road, but have it running reliable, like reliable transportation networks. And have all the feeder routes connecting all the routes. Take people to uh, approximately within the area that they need to go to. And they don't have to then commute as far they probably will still have to drive if if they can, but they, they don't have to now commute as far, right? They're not spending hours and hours and hours in a long lineup of traffic congestion and wasting um, their time, family time, their time that they can put into the community, put back into the community. 
I mean, there's doctors, nurses, I mean, other practitioners that spend a lot of time commuting back and forth um, throughout regions. I mean, that time could be spent back into our healthcare system. That'll be into another segment, but mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, can we fix things for sure? Um, working together, um, transportation networks. So getting from Ontario, um, well, um, definitely I, I'd love to explore that. One thing I do want to ask you, uh, Dan, is uh, getting from Toronto to Niagara Falls. How difficult is it to get from that point to that point? Like what is the oh, best? Very, very mode? simple. Very simple. I, I, I'm pretty sure that there's a train that runs there, Go Train. Um, so our Go Train normally goes as far uh, west as uh, Hamilton, uh, which is about an hour, hour and a half away from here. Uh, Niagara Falls is just a little bit down the road from there. Um, but yeah, I know there was, they started a pilot project of a train starting either last October or the October before. So mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure 100% if it's a, a full-time service now there. Um, but I know for a fact that even if it wasn't, a go buses go there all the time. It's it's straight across one highway, uh, oh. the 401 going westbound. Yeah, so if you're driving, it's an hour and a bit. Uh, and obviously, if you're on the go train, it's not too much more than that. Uh, mm-hmm. A couple minutes added for each stop. Um, and and yeah, it's it's good to have that. And it, it, it makes sense because it brings you to a tourist area that uh, would bring dollars in, especially after COVID and everything, which is precisely why they're trying to get the integrated service here in Toronto or the integrated mm-hmm. fare, sorry, uh, here in Toronto for that. And yeah, it's people just got to remember too, it doesn't matter where you are in Canada, when people mention transportation uh, network, it's more than just your buses and your subways. It's your cars, oh, yeah. it's your bikes, it's your pedestrian yeah. walking, yep. right? So that's yep. why we need all hands on deck to be bringing various ideas from different aspects of it to come together. Totally. And I swear, I'm not running for office this year. Yeah. I mean, it's um, transportation. It's uh, yeah, you're right. It's not, it's not just, you know, buses as, um, or, you know, I mean, you've got scooters. I mean, you've got scooters, you've got, um, you've got these other uh, ones that are almost like, I call them like skateboards. Now they got it when they hold on to <laughs> I've seen mm-hmm. them up and down our bike lanes here. They're so cool. Uh, people can fold them up and they can take them onto the, onto the bus. And then, uh, then when they get off, they just continue on. They've got these, um, these big giant bikes. Now they're the battery operated bikes. Um, unfortunately they don't fit onto the racks on the, uh, on the buses here. They're not designed yeah. to fit onto those buses, onto the buses there, which is unfortunate. Skytrain. Yes, they can. Um, but yeah, they definitely on the buses, they have racks on there and they just fit the traditional uh, bikes on there. Um, which is which is great. I, I think that's really good for um, mobility wise for exercise for people that are able to uh, to ride around on the bikes. Uh, heck, uh, you know, you can get all the way from here. If I wanted to, and if I had a bike, which uh, that's why I want to try and buy um, a couple of mountain bikes. I would love to be biking again. I'll be doing a breaking with Brent hooking a camera up here. <laughs> well, you know what? I was going to say uh, for all of your complaints on, uh, on Victoria and I, mm-hmm. and I know they are warranted, but you know, one of the, when, when the first time I ever went over uh, to Victoria by myself, I had never, you know, I've been I've been over to the Allen before. You know, uh, it was back when I um, used to work for uh, 
the um, <coughs> Ministry of Environment, and I, I I went I went over there uh, by myself. And like I said, I've been over the island before, but never right downtown uh, Victoria. Mm -hmm. And I went I went down there. I got in there kind of late too, and. Uh, but but my my meeting that I was there uh, for wasn't until the next morning, so uh, I just kind of did the first day. I just did the, the whole touristy thing, and I just started walking, you know. And I I was able to walk quite a quite a while, like back in the day, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. on crutches. And mm -hmm. one thing that really impressed me is how walkable how walkable Victoria is now. Like that, that doesn't, that doesn't say anything about the bus service, but just as, as a walkable city, mm -hmm. I, like as somebody that had never been there before, I had no idea where I was going. Mm -hmm. I just kind of had in my head, well, I think maybe the, the legislature buildings are this way. And I started walking there and lo and behold, that's where they were. And I started, you know, yeah. and, and, and like I said, like I'd never, I never was there before. I never knew. I didn't know where I was going. And yeah. I still, I didn't get lost because it was, it's, it's very compact. Like as, it a, is. As, as a walkable city, it really is impressive. Uh, but again, that is, that's not, that doesn't say anything about the, about the transit. I'm just saying, but as a walkable city, it's very mm -hmm. impressive how walkable it is around the harbor area there. It's very beautiful area for anyone who hasn't been to Victoria. Um, the downtown core is definitely, I totally can echo that. It, it is definitely walkable. Um, it is very nice to to walk around there in the downtown area. There's lots of small independent um, stores, um, shops, um, anything that you're looking for, you can find it down there. Um, de definitely along Government Street for sure. Mm -hmm. That's really neat. It's uh how the uh, the street is designed. It's like a brick. It's like a brick street. It's like all bricks on the on the street. It, it's so neat on how it's designed. A lot of historic uh, buildings here. And then you walk along there and go along Douglas Street. I I prefer Government Street more than Douglas Street. Mm -hmm. The reason why it needs to be cleaned up. And Dan <clears throat> Dan Dan dives into that that topic a lot. And 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 I do too. Um, and Dan, you you know where I'm going with that is. Well, it's it, changed a, a lot. lot. Of, Yes, it's changed a lot in the last, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for decades. You, I mean, uh, Victoria used to be very pretty, and it wasn't wasn't the homeless mess that it is now. Yeah, it, it is yeah. unfortunate, right? It um, it's um, it just uh, the city really and the province really needs to really really focus and get the people the help that they need, um, because like a lot of businesses are their windows are unfortunately they're getting smashed in, they're getting broken mm -hmm. into the businesses, uh. Some businesses are shutting down, they just say, because of insurance claims. It's getting to a point where they can't, it's costing them more money in insurance claims than, uh, than to run the business uh, as property taxes go up too on top of it. So it's, it's sad. But I still love the downtown core, regardless of that. Um, yeah, they got the legislature there. They got the art, they got the, um, our uh, museum there, uh, which is yeah. awesome. Uh, recently went there in the summer with uh, Sonia's mom. She wanted to go there, Sonia. Are they uh, still planning to retrofit that thing, or have they, have they kiboshed that now? It kiboshed it. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, okay. It, it, it uh, yeah, it backfired on that. So yeah. they're leaving everything the way it is. <laughs> I, you know, I, I missed the uh, the wax museum. Eh? They had the wax. Oh museum. yeah, the wax museum used to be there too. It, yeah, and the miniature. Oh uh, yeah, the uh, the miniature. Um, the what they call it. Uh, it was a museum. Have all the miniature people. 
And then they yeah. they had the uh, they had the one uh, like uh, right, world. right on right on the water there. They had the underwater thing. You could yeah. you could go underwater. Gardens. Yeah, they don't have that anymore. But that was no, that no. was cool. That was the miniature world and the under underwater gardens. I think it was yeah. all building. Yeah. Yeah. But now they have um they have another building that's there. Um, and right beside there, the that that's the uh, the. Um, they asked you Washington State Ferries. Uh, what's it Black called? Ball. Black Ball. Black Ball Ferries. Yes. Black Ball Ferry. Yeah. 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 And oh, I, I that's when I I took uh, last uh, last year. Um. So that's uh, they're right now. They're actually the ferries going through a retrofit. Uh, they're mm -hmm. doing a um, annual retrofit of it. Uh, so they won't be back in service until February the eighth, I believe it is. So anyone who's uh, interested in knowing that, uh, I just heard down the news. So it's out of service for just over a month. It, it runs between uh, Victoria and Port Angeles, Washington. And then from there, you can actually take the bus. Um, uh, again, it's like a Greyhound, but it's like it's neat. It's like a miniature uh, miniature Greyhound. It's like a transit bus, but it's like a Greyhound. So it's got you've got your Wi-Fi on there. You've got, you can plug on your phone, and that's pretty cool. Ten bucks. Mm -hmm. Ten bucks U.S., and you can take it right from there all the way to um, Bainbridge. So and you just have Bainbridge. to make sure you have your passport if you take it. Though, yeah, right? yeah, you do. Yeah. And, just yeah. pay ten dollars U.S. Drop it into their little uh, uh, mm -hmm. coin counting machine, like the transit bus does. And put it in there, and then and, uh, off you go, each direction, right to Bainbridge, and then from there you catch a ferry to sure to Seattle. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. So talking about the after Ontario, I guess the Maritimes. Um, I don't know much. I guess I should have maybe had somebody else on the panel <laughs> would have known more about that. I know that um, different areas don't have as adequate transit uh, service as other. Um, communities and other provinces. Uh, I do know about speaking the... of the Maritimes. Actually, um, yeah. we we are almost at the top of oh, top we... of the show. By the way, but I I, I do want to uh, stress the point. Like I I I do want more people because <coughs> I know there must be uh, people listening in in the Maritime provinces. I I would love it if uh, people from the Maritime provinces would come on. Mm -hmm. and and share their stories of what it's like Absolutely. in the far east of, of Canada. Like, what is it like to have a disability in Nova Scotia or or Prince Edward Island or, or whatever? Um, I actually I actually do know uh, one woman out there. I should try to reach out to her. I haven't reached out to her for a number of years now. But, uh, but if there is anybody uh, that that does live out that, way with a disability i we would i would love to hear the stories because it seems to me that we we've covered a lot of areas like mm -hmm. even out, out even outside of canada we've covered like even oh yeah uh, you know um trinidad and tobago and all that um and even the uk and the uk and and the us but but we've oh, yeah. never we've never gone past uh you know ontario and mm -hmm. and it would be it'd be cool to uh to get truly all the way to the other coast and coast to uh, coast, yes. And and get a reflection of what it's like mm -hmm. in the in the maritime provinces, yeah. Well, I, I know I could touch on it briefly for you because there is another yeah. show that I participate in, right? And one of the main people that come on there is from New Brunswick. Okay. And uh Dave explained to us it's actually it, the way she's explained it to me, it's actually similar to uh, Doug Ford here in Ontario, uh, in the oh. sense that I believe their premier is uh, Blaine Higgs, and he's starting to go after 
just for example, like services for LGBTQ plus people and all the social services that you would think a Doug Ford would cut, right? So she's mm-hmm. saying it's very difficult out there. I know they live in an area where they're lucky enough to have transportation, uh, like their own vehicles and such. Um, but I'll try to point some people your guys' way because I don't know much about it either. I know about ferries in Newfoundland and stuff like that, but I don't know about the uh, inner city portions uh, of the island or anything. So, yeah, I'll try to point some people to your way. But th- thanks for uh, having me on again today. Sorry about the uh, visual there. I know that. Yeah, and, and the only reason I got you to uh, to turn off your camera again is that I didn't want the audio to crap out as well. So. I'd rather well, have that's a, what's most important, right? Yeah, I'd rather have solid there, audio right? than yeah. So that's yeah. that's why, yeah. We'll be we'll still be on for for a little bit here, and then we'll be ending the show. Um, I want to dive in a little bit about Prince Edward Island. I do know the transit a little bit because I was out there many well decades ago. Now it also seems like yesterday. The time flies, right? It's on my bucket list also. Um, but getting there, uh, yeah, like again, um. Of course, this is going back decades. I I went through the U.S. So I went all the way through the U.S. from from Vancouver all the way down to Seattle, and then I went straight across on the on the on the Greyhound Greyhound. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not going to talk about train all the way across the U.S. all the way down to Chicago, all the way down to Pennsylvania, all the way up the Eastern Seaboard, up through Boston, Massachusetts, up to Maine. Uh, and got off in Bangor, Maine. Okay, anyone who's familiar watching this, yeah, that's quite the journey. Because mm-hmm. you went through New York City. Now, when I went through New York, now people are thinking, "Oh, when did he go?" When I went, okay, this is probably going to put shivers through people's spines. Okay, and I'm not even going to go there and dive into it. I went through there, and I was like looking out the window on the Greyhound because I had never been there in my life. Going, wow, looking all these. Big tall buildings going through New York. And what did I see? I saw two big towers, two big towers, mm. right side by side. Wow. And I, I said to a few people on the bus, what are those towers? Oh, those, those, those that's the uh, the World Trade, uh, Trade Center. Oh, my gosh. Wow. I said, I, you know, on my bucket list, I said, you know, I would love to sometime in the future come here and do some sightseeing and just take pictures and some do some photography and. Oh, yeah, yeah, sir. I mean, they, they've been here for years. I mean, yeah, maybe some other time, but yeah, you don't probably, yeah, there's certain areas of uh, you know, New York that you don't want to be wandering around by yourself. Uh, you know, there's areas that are fine. Um, yeah. So, yeah, anyway, so I look back at that and just a memory, right, of, you know, I'm thinking, wow, and sure enough, as we all know what happened um, going forward. So it kind of gives people an idea of when I went. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, uh, you know, so that was in 2000. Yeah, so, you know, going forward, um, I uh, got I got up to Bangor, Maine, and then I uh, went up to, took the, uh, the you know, Greyhound stop there. That's as far as it went. I had to catch another Acadian bus line, which serviced from there all the way up to the, uh, to the Maritime provinces <laughs> through New Brunswick. And they had a little tiny little hut there right in, right in Maine at the border crossing to come to Canada. One little little hut. That's it. And you, the bus would pull up there and they, the customs uh, officer would, would get out of there and he'd walk up to the bus. And, hey, uh, the bus driver's like, okay, everyone, just remain seated. Stay in the, stay on the bus here and the customs officer will come on here and, and check your passports or, or your ID. Of course, back then, you didn't need, you didn't have to have your passport. You just have your, your photo ID. You still carry your photo ID with you anyway. So you got on and just check your baggage, make sure everything else is fine. 
Okay, and then off you go through New Brunswick. And so we took the Acadian bus line up. And when I got to um, Prince Edward Island, I went through you know, New Brunswick and through uh, St. John, New Brunswick. Such a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful little uh, uh, area. Um, yeah, there's a lot of areas we went through. Moncton, New Brunswick was very pretty too. And after Moncton, New Brunswick, that's when you cross the Confederation Bridge. So you go across the Confederation Bridge. That's a long bridge. And when the windstorm comes, they can shut that, that uh, bridge down. They actually have a little ferry that goes uh, um, from New, uh, New, yeah, yeah, New Brunswick over to Prince Orellan. Never took it because they got the bridge going. Uh, so uh, the, the bus went across. And it's a toll bridge, right? You, and and uh, I don't have to pay the toll. It's part of the, uh, the ticket. It's already included when you're on the bus, that is. And then I get to Prince Orellan. And I took the transit bus a little bit when I was around there. That was uh, quite neat and uh, Charlottetown. And, and I spent most of my time when I was out there in just outside of Summerside uh, mm-hmm. in uh, Baldeck, in Baldeck, um, just uh, as a commute outside of Summerside. A uh, friend of my uh, friend of my mom's, um, which I know lives out there still. So it's kind of nice where I can mm-hmm. I can still go out there if I ever wanted to and uh, come definitely visit. I spent some time in downtown Summerside, just outside of the city, which is maybe about what three blocks outside of the city. So it was within walking distance. I could actually go to the little city, little community. It's not much of a big city. I call it little city. Yeah. I've seen yeah. some accommodation stuff on uh, maps now. Wow, it's really growing. I'm just like, whoa! They got a big hotel right on their waterfront area. I'm thinking, what? That makes no <laughs> sense. I'm thinking. I saw the graph. I'm like, where is that? Because they have a little, they have a McDonald's there. They have a Burger King that's right in the downtown area there. Yeah, so that's pretty yeah. cool. So not that I spent much time going to those places, but it was there if I wanted a cup of coffee or grab a quick burger or whatever. You know, what I mean, back then. I so wonder if of, uh, the McDonald's there has a lobster bisque or something. I know, <laughs> I know that they're big on that they're big on seafood out there though. Yeah. Um, that's the thing I I um I found that out and when I was out there, I got taken to a seafood restaurant and. Uh, it was a jeez. Um, oh, I, I have to find that out. I'll, I'll follow up on that part. But it was a um, what do you call it? A uh, it was way on the waterways. Like it was, there's two waterways that kind of meet each other, and it's uh, like kind of a lookout tower. And anyway, mm-hmm. we went and had um, seafood there, and I'm not a big seafood person on per se on certain things, but some people don't like fish. I mean, they they have salmon there and just mm-hmm. sockeye. I mean, everything, right? And so I had just had fish and chips. They had escargot there. And no, no, thanks. <laughs> no, I had it once. And it was I like, did too. And I had to use yeah. some, I had to use a, a drink to kind of wash it down. This part <laughs> that. And my, my guests yeah. was, uh, you know, that were with us and um, and a family friend was uh, not too impressed with me. That's put that way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it comes down to personal preference, right? Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I had a really good time. I enjoyed the memories of it, and it's on my bucket list again. There's a few areas that I key areas that I love to go to. Ontario is definitely one of my go-to areas. When I say Ontario, like Southern Ontario for sure, where uh, Toronto, the GTA, and um, I want to go but to. If you're uh, to check out the LRTs. You're going to have to wait till three months in advance, buddy. Okay, mm-hmm. I'll keep that in i'll have to keep that in mind and communicate i want to get to yeah. nova scotia one day i do i want to go there too and print out island and um yeah. the trees out there are so tiny they are so tiny that's the first thing that stuck in my mm. mind and i said to sonia about that too and she's what and i go oh yeah 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 well it's 
you have to see it to actually understand. And mm. I saw it. I, I was just so mesmerized looking out the window on the bus going, what happened? Huh? Mm. <laughs> the trees out here are so tall out there. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. But the weather out there is so volatile compared to here. It reminds me of Prince Edward Island. It reminds me of Victoria in a many, many mm-hmm. ways. Yeah. Um, a lot of the same characteristics of the weather. It can change yeah. very quick. Be, yeah. 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 There's so a lot of similar things, but they get more violent weather out there than we do out here because mm-hmm. uh, they get the eastern, uh, they call it northeasterlies that come right up there. All the violent weather. If you like the active weather, I guess the weatherman might probably like weather that. So, okay. <laughs> Yeah. but yeah so again you'll get to the transportation stuff uh, one thing i did forget to mention though uh for bc well i mean i covered our tra- our main transportation network but you know because as everyone knows about bc ferries um <laughs> definitely they need to be running more uh more frequent service um the ships are outdated they need <clears throat> more newer ones built uh quite a fiasco when it comes to um the reliability uh you have to hope that they're running right and yeah. lately they have been they have one of the uh, ships that are actually getting uh retrofitted and the uh they had an engine problem so they had to send it into um uh, i guess to uh where the manufacturer was so they'll be coming back eventually and well, definitely we used to have those fast ferries and i know i know a lot of people hated those things because they thought well, the fast because because oh. they weren't they weren't designed they weren't designed for the area really uh, like for, for our waterway, but they were great though. I mean, yeah. I, I was on them a lot. I, I, I got to ride them a lot and I, and I actually really liked them. And yeah, that's they, what I mean. I really liked them because of how fast yeah. they were, but they, yeah, the waterways. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately they had to, uh, they had to slow down. They had to slow down the ferry because it was sucking in logs and stuff like that. Cause the mm-hmm. engines were too powerful, but, Aside from that very serious design flaw, and it was a design flaw, no, no doubt about it. But the the ferries themselves were amazing, and I and personally, mm-hmm. I think I think it's it was criminal. It was criminal what Gordon Campbell he he made it a, this big uh, joke of like let's let's sell these ferries off for like pennies on the dollar. Yeah, firewood basically. Yeah, like, yeah, like, and, and, firewood and, it, and it was just criminal what he did. Because yeah. they, those fair, like how many were there? There was like three of them built. Was it three? Yeah, the, uh, yeah, the catamarans. It was three, right? Yeah. The three catamarans. And yeah, they were, they were beautiful, beautiful, beautiful ships. They could have serviced um, the uh, Salt Spring Island. They could have serviced. Oh, they, they could have served. They could have done anything with them, but they, but, you know, I mean, it was such a short sightedness. Just, just huge investment. It, just to turn it into like this political yeah. uh, grenade where it's like, look what you did. It's your fault. And just yeah. like yeah, a lob a grenade at it and blow it up. And yeah, say they blame the NDP for it. And, and saying it was could, useless when they were beautiful. Yeah. They were beautiful ferries. Beautiful. They could have easily used those ferries um, on smaller routes uh, and, you know, maybe, yeah, slowed them down, but use smaller routes. They could have been yeah. perfectly fine. But yeah, they kept blaming the NDP. Yeah. And that's the problem is that, you know, and, I understand. And so- there's Part like three ferries yeah. that are beautiful and then they just they, they threw them away for nothing. Yeah. It's always the blame game, right? And it's like, yeah, yeah blame blame them. Uh yeah, I mean the huge blame each other. What are you talking about, man? What's that? Yeah. 
Politicians <laughs> blaming each other? Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bite, no. bite your tongue. Bite your tongue. Politicians never do that. Oh, no, no. I wasn't going to try to swear today, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, oh. yeah. Anyway. I, I'm I'm still bitter. I like I I, I understand that they that there was a fatal flaw in them that they weren't really built for our waterways. But mm-hmm. you could have done anything. I mean, just to throw them away and say they're useless was not the right play. They could use them even also for tourism if they wanted to just use oh, them yeah. for tourism. And like, there's so many like sightseeing tours. They could have done so oh, much. Yeah. They could have done anything with them but they, they just could have decided to throw them. along the water and used it as housing yeah 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 yeah, exactly. yeah. They, they, they were seriously beautiful 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 ships like I really mean, a, nice very that normally i'll give you an example uh, or anyone watching it this uh podcast or listening later on so the the catamarans they were they were designed as neil mentioned uh they they were designed at you know for to be fast and efficient um and that's basically what they were they were fast they weren't efficient they were they were fast yes and yeah. uh, granted and but the fact is that what happens that when they would when they would come into docking it would create such a um a rush of water a, and a it was big starting, wake yeah. yeah and it was sort of eroding away uh, some land masses around the uh, the docking areas um and it yeah definitely created a problem so like the ferry routes in in uh, in just for anyone watching or familiar with uh, BC ferries, the main the main terminals. When I say main ones, uh, servicing Vancouver uh, or greater the greater Vancouver or Metro Vancouver, they changed the terminology. Whichever, uh, from, you know, from Nanaimo over to Horseshoe Bay, which is uh, West Vancouver. Okay, which is and if you keep going up uh, from West Vancouver uh, Highway ninety nine, you keep going north, you're going to go to Whistler, right? So people are going, oh, okay. So that's where he's talking about. Yeah. So that's one area. Now, the other area is Sawasan over to, I mean, from Swartz Bay over to Sawasan. Swartz Bay, Victoria, they call it, okay, which is not in Victoria. But they, so they call Victoria <laughs> Swartz Bay, which is still a good uh, an hour bus ride out of Victoria. So you still got to travel almost an hour, just a boat to downtown Victoria, so those ferries, uh, those catamarans, they actually serviced though the main routes. Mainly, they serviced uh, out of uh, to, out of Nanaimo over to Horseshoe Bay. They would take a, I would take about uh, an hour and thirty five minutes on the normal on the normal route on the ferry. But when they brought the catamarans in, it chopped off thirty five minutes off that. Yeah. So it would only be an hour an hour mm-hmm. um, ride. So that you can imagine how fast it was going, right? You're chopping yeah. up for 35 minutes. And they couldn't take as much, they couldn't take as much cars. No. But uh they like I said, they were still amazing ships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very, very beautiful. Yeah. And now now they have a, a new uh private company that actually provides service also from uh Nanaimo, uh Nanaimo Harbor, not the BC Ferries uh, terminal, but Nanaimo Harbor. Uh, into downtown Vancouver. It's called Hello Ferries. Mm. Yeah. Um, or Hula, or is it Hula or Hula? Hulo. H-U-L-L-O. Hulo Ferries. Okay. It's a, it, yeah, it's a ferry, it's a private company and they provide um, service right from <coughs> right from the Nanaimo um, Harbor. People are familiar with it. The port of the port of Nanaimo. 
Um, so what was that, Sonia? They're not wheelchair accessible. But they're not. Oh, Sonia oh. said they're wheelchair accessible. However, I you know, thought there was a discussion about them making that um, more accessible. I'm, yeah, there was a lady that uh, had taken the ferry and said it wasn't wheelchair accessible. But I think the company was, that was early last year. And I think the company has now looked into that and made it more accessible. We'll have to do a follow-up with that and uh, check on that part. Maybe, Thanks for maybe attention. Just, just have a little dinghy back and you put a wheel, and, and wheelchair on and the little dinghy. Look it out and then just <laughs> pull it along on the behind on the dinghy. Well, it would be a bumpy ride. The waves. <laughs> <You're unable. laughs> you'll think you're at the peony or something. You'll think, wow, it's just, right. just part of the the, the admission here. <laughs> but you, yeah, anyway, but getting from the port of uh, Nanaimo all the way to downtown uh, downtown um, Vancouver, right where the, um, it, it was at the, what was that other one that goes from to, to North Vancouver? The, um, the C-Bus. C-Bus. Mm-hmm. The C-Bus terminal. That's where it comes in. So that's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. And, Really fast too. I think it only takes. I think the same thing an hour. Mm-hmm. They got the same type of. Uh, they got the same type of catamarans. And that's what yeah. they're using there. They're using catamarans. Yeah. So like we we could have kept ours and they yeah. could have they could have kept now, them in service. That would have been fine. But... They could have sold them off to uh, to Hulu. Yeah. Really. Yeah, it, it was all it was all a big uh, a political power play from uh, Gordon Campbell. That was he's like you know thinks he's all like the best since sliced bread. And so he has to like show off that he's so much more intelligent than anybody else, you know, and, and that just kind of pisses me off when, when politicians get like that. Yeah. And then of course now, you know, as we, as we now gear into 2024, uh, guess what's this year? Magic, magic thing is going to happen. I don't know how magic it is. I mean, we guess we'll find out, uh, what happens in October of 2024? And that is scheduled in October of 2024. I'll give you a hint. I'll give you a hint in BC. What's happened? What happens in October of 2024? I believe it's October 21st of 2024. Oh yeah. Well, I'll give you a hint, Dan. Who's the who's the premier of British Columbia? I would love to say Doug Ford. <laughs> well, well, I guess we'll find. I guess we'll find out what's going to happen in uh, in October. Uh, I mean, that is the scheduled date for the election of what's going to happen. Yeah. yeah, we have the provincial election in October of 2024. Um, that That's is going to be interesting. That's going to be interesting. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, because I mean, uh, those are going to be some of the pressing issues that when because David can- Eby didn't really win. He didn't really win the premiership. It was just kind of handed to him, right? It was it a pro, pro, pro uh, was it, uh, what was that? Um, I think it was just automatic because uh, one of the other yeah. candidates didn't, uh, didn't mm-hmm. got dropped, got pushed out. Um, yeah, like he wasn't really voted in by the voters. My, but, proclamation, but, proclamation, I think, right? Yeah. yeah. It was just, uh, yeah. Yeah, so mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting um, because, uh, like I say, a lot of the pressing issues coming forward. When uh, when the candidates ask uh, when they do door knocking or well, I'm in apartments so they can't door knock here but if I if I do come across anyone I I'll be saying yeah like transportation obviously every and as everyone knows uh, when I advocate transportation is my number one biggie I mean yeah housing housing is uh, I mean the 375 guy too 
And I'll still say it's 375 because sure it's 500, but not everybody got that. You know, not everybody yeah. got that extra money. Um, and yeah, that guys, there's a lot of things I, um, I love to advocate for. Definitely transportation is my number one thing because people do need to get around from community to community. And I, once I tackle that part, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm joining uh, with my allies uh, against the housing, the housing. I, I mean, uh, allies, uh, you know, uh, other advocates too uh, across this region, across this beautiful country that we call Canada. We need to get the housing fixed. We need to get a control on, on, um, on this. Uh, I call it an emergency, right? I know a lot of uh, the critics and bureaucrats across the country that call it housing crisis. I call it as an emergency. Let's treat it as it is. It's a state of emergency, and mm -hmm. let's get this uh, dealt with. Like no disabled person or senior or person on a on a uh, fixed low income, um, people who are living at minimum wage, um, people who are in between um, like low income, middle middle class. I mean, they're everyone's feeling the pinch. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't have the magic solution, and I don't pretend to have the magic solution because I don't when it comes to how to fix this, uh, this complete disaster that it is, it's mm -hmm. been allowed to get out of control. And now it's like, they're all pointing, all be across pointing goes, Oh no, no, it's your yeah. fault. It's your fault. No, you did this. What I want to see happen is I want to make sure as a, as a human right, I'm not going to dive into all the human rights stuff, but mm -hmm. I, people with disabilities, they should have enough revenue to cover the mm -hmm. high market rent. Now the government's the government say, well, we got contractors building housing, Come on, come on, let's get real, okay? Like, I agree. Yes, all kind of housing needs to be built. And I'm not saying don't don't get your contractors to build the housing. But you have to be you have to be homeless or you have to be fleeing yeah. violence. You have to be on the on the verge of being evicted or losing your home in order to get put on a list, a waiting yeah. list, a very long year waiting, like years up yeah, to at like least 10 years. Year, yeah. Minimum 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. And they take fat. They take families with children first, yeah. right? Um, I know Cassandra has about this on the show before. What we should uh, say, um, Brent. I mean, I, yeah. I know we're getting close to the basically the end of the show okay. here now, but but I, I did want to say that we are this show today. Um, it it ran as uh, the fifth installment of a of a disability story. So we did we right. did we did four others prior to this one and mm -hmm. so we this is a disability story transportation or public transit one yep. Yep. and um you know probably maybe the next one might be uh disability stories uh health uh related or something like that if anybody mm -hmm. else has any other ideas you know let us know but we oh, kind of had we kind of wanted to put like a disability spin on it like yeah uh, as a disability story that it's an, another one ex extension of that kind of theme Absolutely, um, Neil. But what I, what I was going to say is um, fairly soon, I think, we're going to have a Biff Naked on the show. Um, oh. And, oh, yes, yes. And, and for people in BC here, they, they know who Biff Naked is. She's a mm -hmm. very fierce advocate for poverty. And she used uh -huh. to be uh, really heavily... Uh, involved with the welfare food challenge and stuff like that. So I yeah. just wanted to kind of close up the show and say like, yes, housing is a, is an issue and, and all that. And, but like the transportation and the, and the health piece, that's all, it's all, all connected. connected. It's all connected. Right. 
Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, like if, if you don't give people enough support, of course, you know, like, um, I, I actually just looked, looked back uh, just a couple of days ago, just to kind of refresh my memory, but it Mm -hmm. was in, it was in 2018 where they actually stopped the welfare food challenge because it it worked, it worked out to, it was, um, it was $6. It worked out to $6 a week. Yeah. $6 a week for a food food allowance. Yeah. That was the welfare challenge. Yeah. And, 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 and they realized that for $6 a week, you're going to yep. get a lot of people sick. So, so, and, you know, in ho- like hospital. A, it was actually making the actual people that are volunteering doing that, making them sick. Yeah. 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 And the politicians too, they, they said they, they couldn't do it because mm. it was actually making them sick. Yeah. What does that tell you? That, that, I mean, that should tell you right there. It's like, if it's making you know, the politicians sick, then yeah, yeah. you've got a problem. Like, like a $6 budget for a week is not much. I mean, you can, I mean, even like say ten to twelve dollars a, a day is is that that's a lot. But I'm, we're talking six dollars for a week. A week? That's oh my gosh! That's I know. That's just beyond. I mean, I can I can't even imagine. That's I mean, like, it's disgusting. It's yeah, I mean, disgusting. you can't even you barely even buy bananas for that. I mean, an apple you can't even buy an apple yeah. uh, for yeah. uh, a whole bunch of apples for a whole week of that. There's a problem there. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's definitely, um, there's definitely so much inequality, but don't worry in 2025, we're getting a new state of the art computer system. It's going to be amazing. It's going to handle huge payouts. Apparently. Um, yeah. It's going to be just magic apparently, mm-hmm. but I mean, I don't know. My pink unicorn behind me, it tells something tells me different. I, I, I don't it, know. I think it's grinning at you, Brent. Grinning at me. It's saying it's grinning right, at you. It's saying we've heard this before. Yeah. Are are you kidding me? Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. maybe hey. It's a, it's a be. very it's a very smug grin, Brent. Yeah. Smug saying, grin. Well, maybe. I, I think it's saying, Brent, stop your shit. There's only so many of us, eh, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So people watching today are like, "Hey, he got off topic. I thought it was about transportation, but." It, exactly it's about housing housing transportation health you name it exactly neil what you yes. mentioned like you were banging on that because it is it's all interconnected um if you don't have your health well how are you going to have your how are you going to have your transportation if you if you don't have your transportation how do you get to the hospital how do you see your doctor mm-hmm. okay and then if you don't have the, your food insecurity how do you have all your food and everything all interconnected with each other. Like you need your And is it healthy to stay in your house all day? To exactly. be locked away in your house all day because you can't get out to a bus or a yeah. And what if or... what if your place is infested with whatever? What if you've got mm-hmm. mold mildew? I mean, yeah. what if you you can't it's unhabitable? Well, then the government says, Oh, well, if it's unhabitable, well now and, you can get put on a waiting list. Oh, and what if what housing? if you're trying to what if you're trying to live off of six dollars a week? In yeah, a food in a food allowance, six dollars a week. Right, and it, and your diet, your diet doesn't even support that. What if you're, you've got a. And again, let, let's let's remind people this was back in 2018. Mm-hmm. It was it was, so, so mm-hmm. you can imagine what you can imagine what it would be now. Six years later. Six years later, oh. Uh, oh. like what is it now? If it was if it was six dollars a week 
back then. Oh what, is it, what is it with now? Inflation? With inflation? Oh, geez. Like, you're probably looking at maybe two bucks a week. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But two or it's, three? It's, maybe it's, three? It's, it's stupidly low, though. I know. I know. And yeah. I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to having Biff on while we and, we and we should say again, like this does this does not fall at the feet of food banks. I'm sorry. No, it it, it does not fall at the, food, at the feet of food banks. It falls at the feet of government to do the right thing and give people enough freaking money for food, you know? Like you when, have when, to, you have to do that. It does. It's not the responsibility of food banks to right. pay for everything. It's not. When when we had in in British Columbia, I know um, it's very unfortunate, and because in Ontario they should have had the same, they had the same supplement. And I still look back at that, and I was livid when I found out that Ontario was not given the same supplement, or maybe they were. Maybe Doug Ford decided to hold back on it and not give the money out. Something tells me that yeah, Doug, I hope. I, I hope think he did hold back. Actually. I think you did, but I think yeah. you held back. But mm -hmm. BC, they gave three hundred dollars. Let's just see how this improves people's well-being during when we had with COVID. But everything, you know, everything came to a complete grinding halt across the whole world. Okay, so but BC, they gave three hundred dollars, and they said they were going to do it in increments. They're going to see how it goes. See if we need to keep extending it, and they kept extending it, extending it. Well, what 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 happens when you give people more income? They say, oh. Well, this is now, I guess this is what my check is now. Okay, going forward. But then the government said, well, it's not going to be permanent. And they made sure it was very well clear, documented, that it wasn't going to be permanent at the beginning. But as time went on, they kept it going for nine months, nine months. And that was in uh, 20, that was in 2020. Okay, they started that, that supplement going. And closer to the end, uh, the government said, we're going to... Uh, we're going to start phasing it down. We're going to then eliminate it right off. Well, the disability uh, um, uh, advocates and people with disabilities, uh, who it directly the money went to, and also the advocates. I mean, other advocacy groups uh, stood up, uh, you know, with the disabled people in BC and said, well, wait a minute, hang on, hang on. And I know because we actually were part of a campaign back then, uh, Sonia and myself, were part of the three hundred dollar um, um, to live campaign. Mm -hmm. We joined uh, forces with them, uh, and we got the media. Media came out. The uh, media got tipped off. Hey, wait a minute, what's going on here? So they contacted us and said, "What would happen if we if the government took away the three hundred dollars?" Actually, hang on. Let me just stop. Pause that for a sec. First of all, the government came out. Uh, the media came out and said it recorded us right in the middle of COVID. They had this need because they had this long microphone. It was like way stretched way out there. And the guy was in the parking lot. We're standing here, this long microphone. And it came up close and says, tell me, would you, how, when do you want the government to implement this in? Sonia said, well, now, I mean, it affects people's lives now. I mean, I, and I, how about you, sir? Well, I would, I would hate to see if they don't put it in now, how it really affect people's lives going forward. People are suffering now. My gosh, I said, right, you're right, Sonia. I mean, so guess what? The government acted on, you know, other recommendations from other people. They put the money in. Fast forward. This is where I, I said paused. So fast forward. It got closer to the end. And the media came out and said, as a follow-up story, they said, would you, uh, would you like uh, us to do a follow-up story with you? Because we would like to do that. <clears throat> I said, oh, for sure, for sure. 
I said, we, we just moved into a brand new, uh, brand new condominium. I mean, apartment building, but it's still condominium. I mean, they could be flipped over. I mean, as people know, apartment buildings can be switched back and forth. Okay. So when they, when the, uh, construction people built it, we saw it getting built. We thought, wow, wouldn't it be nice to live in that nice place? I said, uh, so I saw you said, I go, yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, the government's not going to give us enough money to live on. I mean, are you kidding me? Why would they want to do the right thing? Allow us to live in that nice place. Okay. Well, she goes, well, I don't know. We got the $300. I go, right. We got $300 each. I go, I mean, technically we could, we could, we could theoretically live in there. And so I said, well, I guess the only way to really know that I said, the government's not going to tell us if they're going to keep it going. I said, I said, of course, I said, to, I still remember saying that to Sonia, right? Do you remember me saying, I go, they should do the right thing. Mm. And Sonia goes, well, yeah, they, they should do the right thing and keep it going. And so I said, well, let's go to the ministry's office. They, they'll, they'll know, right? So I went down to the ministry's office and I said, well, here's an intent. They call it intent to rent form. You have to basically prove that is where you're going to be renting. And the government mm. now will give you, um, you have to say what the address is and then say, do you need a damage deposit? Yes or no. It'll say yes or no. If you don't need it, you just tick off no. And then they'll give you, uh, you know, they'll just make sure that they'll give you your check going into that address. If you need that damage deposit, they will issue the uh, damage deposit out to your to your landlord. And they'll take off $20 a month um, that are going forward off your check until that amount is fully repaid. Um, yeah. <laughs> so at one time, the government used to actually give out damage deposits way back in the 1990s. Uh, they stopped doing that because, unfortunately, um, there was uh, some bad actors who took advantage of the system and they would just go and cash the check and they wouldn't give it to the landlord. They would just mm -hmm. go and use that money. Um, so it, it's like it's like the bad the bad apple in the class. One person causes the problem. Guess what? The whole class has to stay after because of yeah. one person, right? So yeah. that's how it happens now. But I can understand. I can justify to understand the, the concept of it. So, but, you know, like where they can now take $20 off until it's fully repaid. And you don't have to pay it all at once, which is good. Okay, I mm -hmm. understand that part. So we went to the ministry's office with this uh, form and the manager agreed, said, hey, yeah, yeah. I mean, you got $300. The government's not going to take it away. Oh, really? Should, no. Yeah. And that came from the apartment manager. She goes, they would not do that rent. Don't worry about it. Like we can rent to you. No problem. You guys mm -hmm. pay your rent on time because she checked our references and everything. And we already knew. And she goes, I just need the damage deposit. I'm like, okay. She goes, yeah, you're, you guys are green light. You're good to go. I go, awesome. She goes, yeah. So congratulations. We just need the money. So we just get the ministry to uh, see what they say. And so I go there and she goes, oh yeah, Brent, don't, don't sweat it. Don't sweat it. This is going forward. So Sonia, like you guys don't sweat this. Like they're not going to take the money away. They're going to, they're going to continue it on because it's bettering people's lives, right? You could buy nutritional food. You can pay uh, the higher rent. Um, you could buy uh, all the food you need. You don't have to go to a food bank. You can go and buy the food that you need. I go, yeah, we can make a goal of this. And I remember John Horgan, uh, the premier at the time, you guys. And this goes to Kevin Falcon. If you're watching this, okay. The premier at the time said, okay. He said, just be careful with these bad actors. Some of these corporate landlords, they, they love to just a flip of the things over, flip it so that, you know, they can get you in and then get you out and then they can jack up the rent. I said, no, 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 John, don't, don't worry. We got a, we got a good landlord here. And it's going to be perfectly fine. Well, then you don't have to worry about it then. Just be careful. Cause you've got some shady landlords out there that will take advantage. I go, 
no, I, I, we can make a go of this because we got the 300 dollars. He goes, well, hang on, hang on. Yeah, I'll keep advocating to make sure that it stays going forward. Mm-hmm. He said, I'll keep advocating, but I can only do so much. And what happened was they took away 50% of it, but they gave back 175 of it. Mm-hmm. The next following year, there was nothing in the budget. Last year in 2023, $125 increase. So 175 plus yeah. 125 is the $300. But you had, to skip, a year. But you had to skip a year though. You, you had yeah. to skip a year. Yeah. But here, here quietly we'll give you the 125. Oh, but it didn't go to everybody. So even the ones that were in BC housing didn't yeah. get that 125. How is that? Because during yeah. COVID, they got the whole amount. And see, plain disabled against disabled. Stop yeah. that. That's not working. Yeah. Missed opportunity. And I said to the last guest that we had on, Carla, I, mm. I mentioned the same thing. I said, the missed opportunity, it should have went to everybody, mm. right? It should have gone to everybody. So going forward, I'm going to be pushing for this. And Linda, she's one of our normal, um, regular people that jump into our chat, our online chat when we're going live here. Mm-hmm. She says that she's putting, keep pushing for the $300 be brought back in. Because yeah. technically, the $300 is not been brought back as a full amount. Yeah. So BC government, if you quietly well, particularly thought, because the uh, cost of living is... The cost of living, yeah. Because they didn't really... Now. Because they said in the BC budget when they came out they, two years ago, we're going we're gonna to increase the rates by $175. Mm-hmm. Well, they didn't say part of it was COVID supplement. And they didn't say the 125 was part of the COVID supplement. Mm-hmm. Playing that word game, the shell game. Yeah. If they were to say, well, you know what? Here's the $300. And I guess I guess the long story short is to, re- to kind of summarize this is if they would have just kept that going when organizations like tons of organizations in British Columbia, advocates, and they asked us too, how would this affect your life if we got taken away? Sonia goes, well, you would have to move. I said, yeah, we would have to abandon this place. We'd have to move. I don't know where. And guess what happened? We're in Victoria. Yeah. So fast forward. Do I? Did we want to be here? No. I loved coming here to Victoria to visit it. I love this city. It's beautiful to come to see. Um, but yeah, I mean, home, home is in the Fraser Valley. Home is where I know. And you know, it doesn't matter who's in government. They all had the same theme. Oh, a person should not have to live where they don't want to live. They should be able to live where they want. Okay, well, make that happen. Give people a decent. And we're, and we're not asking. We're not asking for you know. Um, I'm not asking for you know, gold. Like like the rich, the ritzy apartment that's no. uh, dripping with uh, gold or whatever. Gold, we're just yeah, asking around it. We're just I asking for place, for basic, a safe for, place I can call yeah. home and that I can pay the landlord and yeah, and just say, hey, you know what? This is my home, and uh, have mm-hmm. a safe place I can call home where I have accessible transit around everything's in walking distance or, or a short or a short bus right away. I mean, can't have everything right around, but you know, but you're not spending an hour to go to the superstore from here. I mean, really like, wow. Like, you know, again, um, things can be fixed and uh, we'll be diving into the um, disability stories. I believe the next one I'd love to do, Neil, um, I think we'll make a go of this is uh, health. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I would, like to, I would like to see that next one being. Yeah. So if uh, anyone watching this right now, you want to come on and talk about um, health, 
disability stories regarding health. Um, And if it's wraparound of other things that are related to it, like what I'm talking about, if it's about transportation, if it's, but the key, the theme would be about health, but if it's Mm -hmm. other things like it's um, nutritional supplements that you're not having this because it's affecting your health, the transportation not be able to get to because of your health, anything that's, you know, uh, connecting to that main theme, um, definitely reach out to us. Uh, we'd love to have you on. Um, yeah, and again, we we have we next, have next Monday. Your, next Monday. We have your email, at, at least your email for sure, at the bottom yeah. of every video. So it's mm-hmm. it's it'll be there at the bottom of the video, and then uh, we also have uh, ways of contacting uh, us if you go to my website, which is daddybantlegs.com on the media page. Mm-hmm. There's there's a way to submit uh, uh, show ideas there or if you want to be a guest. So there's there's lots of ways to get in touch with us. Mm-hmm. So if anybody has uh, any ideas, our, our ears and our door is always open for, for yeah, ideas for sure. uh, and for people that want to become a guest. Um, you know, we, we'd love to have you on. So. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. You know, that's that's what it's about. It's all about talking about lived experience, your story, your 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 disability story, what you go through on a day to day basis. How does um, how does different um, issues across this country affect your life? Um, you know, political decisions, right? Um, how can things change? I mean, what would you what would you like to see change too, right? And what would you like to see changed? Uh, what action do you want to see? Like, how do you see things to be changed? Right. Um, your suggestions, your ideas, uh, and we can pass it on and uh, pass it on to your, your local MLA, your local MP, your MPP, uh, your, your mayor, um, your city council, talk to them at ground level. Um, you know, let them know how impacts within your community, uh, how things change or how it's affecting your life. Um, because I mean, we can collectively as, um, as citizens in this beautiful country, uh, we can make change. We just have to all work together in our own way, but come together as allies, as um, you know, as advocates, allies together, and we can actually say, "Hey, we have these great ideas to to the policymakers and say, are you listening? Like, can you please implement these these ideas in? Because uh, it can be done. I mean, nobody should be stranded in, in a community of not having." the reliable transportation nobody should be stranded on not having their health care uh, met and uh, our waiting times waiting waiting wait wait lists in an emergency uh you know trying to find a family doctor trying to find a dentist i mean or worrying oh is your is your coverage going to have you covered like uh, we dived into that too are you mm-hmm. worried about the stuff not being covered uh my gosh um pharmacare we are just have about uh, megan oh. megan just popped into the uh, chat oh. megan walker megan. Oh, hi. And, hi, Megan. Uh, yeah. Megan, hi. And uh, we are just about to punch out here, but uh, it's great to have everybody join. So it's great. Yeah. Lots of great ideas that we have um, going forward. Uh, you know, you have ideas that you'd love us to focus on um, or yeah, you would love to come on as a guest and talk about these issues that, like, you know, lived experience stories. I mean, whatever topic it may be, um, definitely uh, reach out to us and we can... Uh, get that integrated in and we can get a little panel of people uh, of our group that we have. We have our, our set group of people. Um, definitely mm-hmm. that, um, you know, where I'm going with that, Neil, cause it's like our whole group, right? I mean, yeah, we yeah. have our dedicated group and yeah. I mean, those are the ones that we have on. And I mean, we yeah. tried um, another method last year 
Um, and it just didn't, it just didn't work. But this like, is the new year. So we're going to, it's the new year. And we're, we're actually going with just our, our set group and nothing mm-hmm. against nobody that's watching this. I'm saying, Oh, yeah. uh, I think they didn't you do the, like the, um, the, the, uh, kind of the lineup ticket, like it's kind of going to a concert and buying your ticket uh, and just ticket and just reach out. We tried. Yeah, we, we should say, yeah. we should say, we should qualify that and say that we're, we still, the idea behind it is that we still want to reach out to so-called experts you know so like for example on today's show Mm -hmm. i think you did try to reach out out to eric you know your uh your transit guy guru he was he excuse me he was one that we reached out out to Mm -hmm. so i mean we're always going to be reaching out to uh as much as we we can uh Mm -hmm. so-called experts um you know uh to populate the panels with uh, you know, to make sure that the conversation is lively and that we have, mm-hmm. you know, people that actually know what they're talking about <laughs> on the panels, yeah. you know? Yeah, so. definitely. You know, if Eric, if you're watching this, um, definitely I will touch base and I'll, I'll have you on as another segment. Um, mm. We'll have you on as a guest uh, and we can, we can uh, definitely talk about the transit related issues um, across the region. Uh, I'd love to dive into some of the, uh, some of the aspects. I, I know that, um, Eric is quite a, quite the advocate. Uh, definitely um, loves to see a lot of um, a lot of changes when it goes to uh, making things go green, right? Yeah. Uh, of of um, green transportation, like uh, in less vehicles on the road. Um, and or, I, I yeah. or the green jacket. Yeah, there we are. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Which is a great segue into my I, goodbye. Yes, guys. yeah, that was great. I I love that one. Yes. <laughs> Um, and also, uh, while we're on the topic of that, there's um, there's something that our numbers guy is working on too. Uh, he did a, a little teaser video we put out there just the other day. Uh, yeah, so I'd love uh, people to kind of follow uh, follow the, the little path on that one too, because uh, Joseph, yeah, he's working on something there, folks. He's working mm-hmm. on something. Yes, yeah. definitely. Um, I think it's going to be good because. Um, Joseph actually put a little teaser out there, and so I'm going to play a little clip here for you, everybody, here. Today we begin our study of build... Here we go. Today we begin our study of build S233, an act to develop a national framework for a guaranteed livable basic income. Mr. Given the economy, but I think I still care about climate. I still care about, you know, the well-being of the planet. I care about the well-being of humanity. I think it's you, you can't just pick one election issue and say that's going to be the make or break issue. There yeah. we go. That's the yeah. little teaser that's out there. He did a wonderful uh, little uh, oh, yeah. teaser video on there. I hadn't had a chance to look at that yet. So I'm glad oh, you have to it. watch it. You'll love it. Oh, yeah. it's great. Yeah. I was like, wow. Yeah. Way to go, Joseph. But I thought, hey, two thumbs up. If I could get three thumbs up, I could. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I just want people to just reach out to us. Let us know ideas. It's a new year going forward. We're going to have this as an ongoing segment every Monday um for disability stories doesn't matter what what topic it is um yeah. we may uh ever something kind of rotate and go back to something that we've already talked about because uh, everybody's gonna um have their turn and, and saying yeah hey um i love the segment that you did on uh oh i don't know uh, straws just for instance if it was what yeah straw. like 
yeah, I would love to get uh, Lorelai back. Yeah, I, I that's keep, what I mean. Like, I keep wanting to circle back to her. Yeah, so. but I mean, if, yeah. if it's about transportation, say it's later in the year. Hey, I remember one about transportation. I want to talk about it. Sure, we can mm -hmm. like we can revisit that throughout the year. Um, yeah. You want to be a guest on the show? Um, you know, we'll, we're going to have we'll have Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays available each week. Mondays is our dedicated day to our themed um yeah and, but and if we have to like we, we we don't really want to but if if there was if there's only if mondays are the only available day for yeah, a particular yeah. guest then we will bump we can bump it we can bump but, it if, but we we prefer not to bump mondays. yeah yeah totally but, but but you know if there's that special case scenario where a guest can only come on a monday then of course, we're gonna we're gonna bump in that situation. Speaking speaking of that before we end the show too, there was something that came to my mind. I know uh, you and I had talked about this off air um, about a, a special segment that we launched. Well, we did a launch of this last year for a little bit, uh, but the appetite doesn't didn't seem to be there. I think we kind of parking it temporarily. The open here. mics, yeah. But but if people really want this open mic session back. I'm not Let saying it's gone away. Like it hasn't mm -hmm. gone away, everybody. We've yeah. just temporarily parked it. But if the appetite is there and you really want the open mic, we can we can bring it back. Um, not not every week. Like we won't have it every week. No, because we have to make room for our having a um, upcoming guest too. And um, yeah, and, and there's certain days that are just a no 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 go zone for Neil. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely Wednesdays and Sundays. Uh, and I mean, Saturdays or Sundays. However, I mean, if there's an isolated situation where I guess if there was, uh, maybe if it was on a Wednesday, it was only for like an hour, if it came down to, uh, that's up to Neil. Um, but well, you know, uh, it's funny, like if, if we fast forward through the calendar a little bit, like, yeah, I, I think my wife is planning a trip just for a month, but she's going mm -hmm. back to the Philippines for a month, right? Uh, with her son. And uh, so I think that'll be in maybe uh, April. So actually for that month, I'd actually like to do one or two shows of like late night. Oh, okay. And I yeah. think, I think it'd be cool yeah. for, for, for you yeah. and I to, to like set up a couple of like late night shows, like, yeah. like start at like nine or 10 or something, you oh, know, yeah. that'd be, that'd be kind of cool to do a couple, a couple of shows like that. But The, uh, the, the late, the late night hour. <laughs> yeah. 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 That'd be pretty cool, yeah, be you know. And there's, funny. you know, might be, uh, might be a chance to do uh, some open mic sessions, uh, you know, here and there. But mm -hmm. I, I just really want to encourage people if you really want the open mic, um, and again, if we do do that, which we we will only if there's enough appetite, because I just don't want just one or two people showing up for open mic. It's not, it's just not worth the uh, for us to do that to, you know, mm -hmm. to open it up just for that. Um, but of course it's only enough space to have so many people on the open mic too, eh? Yeah. Like, uh, well, I mean, I don't know, like if we wanted to flirt with disaster and, and open it up, a, a, like big time, we, we could, but we could, but I, I yeah. don't know. I'd, I'd be kind of a little bit worried about that personally. Yeah. We would we'll, have we'll, to we'll, 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 be we'll on see. your own, man. No way, Jose. <laughs> What's that? I say you guys would be on your own. No way, Jose. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, there's been like a prerequisite of that, so we kind of know. Yeah, we kind of yeah. know uh, the the bad side of that anyway. But uh, yeah, and that's but yeah. Just just before we sign off, Dan, you should come back on camera just to wave goodbye to everybody, and we'll we'll do the sign off. Yeah, 
or not. <laughs> I don't know. If, did, you, did you hear me? Yeah, hold right. up. Okay, yeah. there you go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me on. Uh, I'm oh, very still... familiar, actually, with uh, Biff Naked's work. She's uh, done some good work with housing shelters. Yeah, I think, she's, she's great, actually. Yeah, uh, Some food bank stuff. I mean, if you guys yeah. are doing a housing show with her, I'd love to fucking be sitting around. and. Oh, and, yeah. Oh, for sure. Right? No, no, we'll have um, you and, on. We'll have you yeah. on. Yeah. Right. Oh, absolutely. I'd love and and just to let everybody know too, very quickly, uh at DJT624 on Twitter, X, whatever the hell you're calling it, or YouTube. Um, I've been, it's been brought to my attention lately that a couple of uh accounts have popped up that aren't me. So I'm just letting everybody know that those those are absolutely the only accounts I use. And uh, in closing, just to quote a uh, wise person, right? Uh, I've decided that like going into 2024, I'm not dealing with this bullshit anymore on the side, right? Uh, so, you know, I've, I've come to this saying that I've heard before, and it's, uh, I love myself today, not like yesterday. I'm cool. I'm calm. I'm going to be okay. And I don't know if Brent can tell by the way he's smiling there. That's yeah. actually lyrics to Biff Naked's song. So oh, let's yeah. rock and yeah. roll in 2024 and get shit done. And thanks again, guys. Yeah. But, you know, hey, Dan, um, before you sign off here is, uh, the reason I, I reached out to Neil about Biff Naked because recently uh, there's a local news um, station that we have in on the island here. It's a Czech News, um, and they actually uh, had uh, Biff Naked on earlier in the in the year, and they did a kind of a re, they did a recap of, of who they had on as previous guests, and they did a clip and and they had Biff Naked on there. She was on she on the. Uh, Linda Steele and Jody Vance show. Uh, and that uh, was awesome. And then she, she came on and she started talking about welfare, the welfare rates, welfare challenge. Mm -hmm. And I thought first thing I was watching that on the one segment when, when she was on, they, they, they did a recap of it. I thought, wow, hang on. I want to get her on here. And I was in communication with her before, but I, she got tied up with um, a lot of other um, stuff, you know, going on with, with media and um, other, you know, as a lot of celebrities, they get very busy, right? And so I, and but I, I mean, but I love that she turns her celebrity into like, you know, that she uses it in a productive way. You know, she's you, a really you cool love person. To, you love oh. to see that. You love to see that. Yeah, she's a very cool, genuine, uh, down to earth person who who gets it. Like, um, um, and I know she's a quite a fierce advocate when it comes to uh, to you know, for people's well being, right? Her her well being. I mean, it's just seeing what the welfare food challenge was and seeing the rates uh, need to be increased. I mean, and again, well, you know, and then the government knows they, that's the thing, Dan, and, and everybody watching this and, and Neil, I mean, the government knows the right thing, but for some reason, they just seem to be stuck with that status quo, but it's not working folks. It's not working. Do you, do you remember that? Do you remember the whole thing in BC here? When, when was it? When was it, when it was a minimum wage, six bucks sucks. Remember uh, that? Yeah. Six bucks sucks. And 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 now, like, ima imagine t taking that taking that to the uh, the food the food challenge. That six bucks a week sucks too. Yeah, you I know I for food. I did the um, I did the eight dollar an hour. Um, uh, it was a video that I did. Actually, it was actually it was the minimum wage was eight dollars an hour, and I I was making at the time I was making uh ten something an hour. I was one of the senior employees at the time. So when I was making that, and then there was the ten dollar an hour. It was a campaign, and I, I was on this campaign to raise the minimum wage up to ten dollars an hour. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you look on YouTube, you'll find it. It was called Ten Dollar Now. I yeah. I actually have watched that already. Yeah. But, but yeah. but That's I remember I remember with the the six bucks thing. It was uh, it was introduced as a training wage, and then what they would do is they would just hire somebody for I think it was two months, mm-hmm. and then then they would fire them and then bring somebody else in for another two months. And they kept, would, would just recycle people mm-hmm. over, keep them at the six bucks for infinity. Yeah. Well, there's and, a training wage, right? That was just yeah. terrible. Peter taught her wage. It's like, if people mm-hmm. are doing the job, just pay them a decent wage. And when, when I did that campaign, uh, Jim Sinclair, he, he was the, uh, he was the president of the uh, BC Federation of labor. I tell you, talk about a feisty, a feisty guy. And I met there and I remember coming down to the seaplane and um, my, my roommate at the time, um, which is a good friend of so- uh, Sonia's and myself, uh, she, she said, well, where do I park my car? Well, don't worry about that. We'll pay for it. What? We'll pay for it. So they paid for her parking to park there all day at the seaplane. And so it told us exactly where to park. He showed up there and he says, hi, I'm Jim, S- Jim Sinclair. I'm like, oh my gosh. I actually, you know, I met the guy in person. I go, so where, how do we get there? Where, where are we going? Or we're going to be going to Victoria. Okay. Uh, we're taking BC ferries. No, we're not taking BC ferries. That's why you're parking here at the seaplane. Seaplane? I've never taken a seaplane in my life. Well, sir, yeah, this, this, you're going to be taking the seaplane because that's how we're going to get there. And we'll be there in a half hour. Half an hour. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're not scared of a flight. You know, of heights, I took you? a seaplane once. It was cool. I, so cool. I did. I took it. I was just like, Oh my! The whole plane set the side. Landing like, on oh. waters—it's it's the most coolest yeah. thing ever. It's like, oh. yeah, yeah, it was quite neat. But you know, and yeah. so we got flown over to the BC legislature, and uh, that's where the uh, the advocacy uh, really uh, took off. Um, mm-hmm. You know, at the time, I said, "Well, where's where's Gordo?" I got to meet all the MLAs at the time from all the political parties that were there. And I first thing I said, Carol James was there. She says, "Hi, I'm Carol James." She said, yeah, I've been following you. She says, thank you so much for all your advocacy and never knew that she would actually, going forward, she was the finance minister over time. Yeah. So, I mean, I got to know all the MLAs. I mean, all you could eat, I mean, it was like a buffet. <laughs> I mean, wow, if yeah. I was hungry. But anyway, yeah. uh, you know, long story short is I said, first thing, and Jim Sinclair says, Brand, like that. I go, where's Gordo? I looked around, where's Gordo? Uh, <laughs> Gordon Campbell couldn't be here today. I go, what? I, well, I took time off out of my time why couldn't he do it it was it was uh it was just not in in the cards today unfortunately he had a meeting to be and i said how convenient convenient how convenient (laughs) yeah Yeah, right so anyway like you know i i got to uh speak in front of all the media imagine that all these microphones stuck in your face and i had a big camera and a live going live right on air big like all these these shining lights from a distance and Keith Baldry standing in the corner taking low notes. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was funny because I mm-hmm. I vaguely remember now uh, Zuzman. He was over there too. A lot of the reporters were all around there. And they said, yeah. just be yourself, Brent. Just be yourself. Yeah. So I said, yeah. I just said how it was. Yeah, so well, You can be yourself, but we got to get off air now, Brent. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. <laughs> to take care. Yeah. It, was a, it was a good show. Thanks, yes. Dan, for Thanks. showing up. Thanks, Dan.